welcome to Reboot Already Underway, episode 14, guys. Uh, how are you guys? I'm, I'm not starting this show correctly anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm good. Are we still, 130, are we still rolling with it? We're going to restart. Oh God damn it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reboot Already Underway, episode 14. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today by David Becker. Hello. And Aaron Hahn. Hello. How are you guys today? Doing good? It's great it's to good, be here, Jacob. It's great to be here. Thank on. you for having me. We're all having a good time. Uh, well, guys, we've got a great show for you today. Today we're going to be casting the first season of Lost. We're going to talk if about... It were, if it were a movie. If it were a movie, yeah. We're not going to be like... <laughs> yeah. You, you got it. Um, we're also <laughs> going to be talking about Kubo in the Two Strings. But first... We are going to talk about Suicide Squad. We're some kind of Suicide Squad. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. Really, really bad. This is the spoiler podcast that we talked about last week. Um, so we're going to go full out spoilers. We're going to just tell you what we thought about this movie. I cannot express enough that there will be spoilers in this podcast if you have not watched the movie and you w want to see it don't listen i will put a time code in the description of the podcast that will tell you what what time code to click to and then guess what spoilers will be done so do that um guys let's just start what did you think of suicide squad Aaron, you want to lead, or you want me to lead? I I was gonna let you lead because I think David, you're the most positive. The way most positive, you're the most <laughs> positive person on this movie at this point. I've fallen out of love with it. I really have. Wow. It's see, love love just kills everything good in your life, doesn't it, Jake? Yeah, you're right. I don't know what that. Means. <laughs> well, um, let me see. I went to see the movie with you, Jake. Yes, obviously. And oh, he's getting into a storytelling mode. Yes. But get get closer to the microphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We went to go see the movie. You, me, big group. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, time. we did. We did at the time, and I spent a lot of the t I spent a lot of the time in that movie focusing on whether I liked the Joker or not and not <laughs> focusing on the actual like plot of the, uh, and other characters in the movie. So like, what, I, did, I, what did you think of the Joker then? What? There's no plot to this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and see, the problem is, Aaron, I'm still thinking about it. Like, like everyone, everyone has just gone off the wall about it. Like, oh, it's the it's the new better Joker. Oh, like it's who like says it's the new better, better Joker? <laughs> hey, do you read the, Do you read the internet, Jake? I do. You, you know, first of all, you said you liked it better. You I liked, liked him better. I, I don't like the Joker to begin with. I think he's a fine Joker. He's a he's a different interpretation, and it's like the same thing with Lex Luthor. We've had that. The normal, rigid Lex Luthor for like 75 years. Let's get a new Lex Luthor in there, a new interpretation. Feel the same way about the Joker. Really don't even care. It's like... I and I, I completely hated this interpretation of the Joker. Like, every, everything about it, I just straight up hated. So, Aaron, that was... leads that leads me and everyone on the podcast to ask, why do you hate everything good in this world? 
I don't hate everything good just, because he wasn't he wasn't good. Hmm. He was just I don't know, to me he just felt like he was like trying too hard to just be weird, you know? Like it was it didn't feel natural. It felt like he was trying hard. And then I don't know, I just didn't like the whole gangster thug interpretation of the Joker. It didn't but Like he is a gangster. That but is what the Joker who, is. But that's not what the Joker is. That might be what he is in this interpretation. But, but no, like then, that. But that's what he, no. he always has these little thugs running around for him, like, hey, do my bidding or whatever. You know, but he's like a mob boss. That's completely different from the whole, you know, just like the whole, like the one scene when they're like, I'm not sure where they are. I think they're in like a strip club or something. And he goes like into some, the gangster. Yeah. And he's like, kiss my ring and everything. And then he's like, bringing Harley over. And he's like, oh, you're disrespecting my girl and all that. It just, it doesn't work. It's just like, he's he's too predictable, I suppose, you know? Let's get to the root of the problem. How does Joker find all these low-level thugs to do his bidding? Because obviously the Joker's off the wall like crazy, right? Well, if he like, has all like, this money, like, I don't know. I feel like this interpretation explains some of that away. Like, it's oh, like, like hey, this, this guy just has millions of dollars. Like, he may, like, dress like a clown, but you know what? We're going to follow him. Like, I mean, he yeah. has a purple Lamborghini, dude. I mean, of course. Yeah, don't, don't even get me started on the purple <laughs> Lamborghini. Did you guys see the music video of I have. Purple Lamborghini oh, it's straight by uh, Skrillex it's... and uh, I forget the rapper's name? Rick Ross. Rick, Rick Ross. Oh, God. Rick Ross. And it's just, that's like basically an encapsulation of everything I hated about this interpretation of the Joker. Just there like a... the fact that they'd have. that. If the Joker is going to be the type of character that would star in a music video like that, I just, I don't like that interpretation, you know? <laughs> there was a uh, a tweet that was, like, Skrillex, like, talking to his manager. Do you want to do a, a song for this movie? Only if I get to be in a music video with the Joker. <laughs> and then it's just a picture of them, like, walking into the club or whatever. It's like, oh, God. But, um... It just makes them, like... <laughs> I guess it makes him like a joke, you know? It's just, it doesn't make him, it makes him not scary anymore or like not frightening because of like his unpredictability or anything. He just feels like a pop culture icon who's just like a regular gangster who plays by the gangster rules, you know? <laughs> who plays by the rules of the gangster. No, yeah, I definitely get but what I you're saying. No, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I didn't, like, feel, like, offended by it. I wasn't like, oh, this Joker is the worst. I was like, oh, this is a different take on the Joker. Very interesting, I guess. Well, how about the, how do you feel about the Joker's counterpart, Harley Quinn? Because I think the actress nailed her role as Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie is one of the best parts of that movie. But how the movie handles Harley Quinn, and I completely disagreed with Aaron the first time I saw it. I'm like, no, man, they handle it fine. This movie's not, like, weirdly sexist towards her. Second time I saw it, I'm like, way, way too many just awkward camera angles and just, like, why? It feels really, really strange to me. I don't right. know. Like, I, I agree with you. you didn't agree, just... Wait, you didn't, you didn't agree with Aaron when About... he said it was weirdly sexist? Yeah. He didn't. Really? Jake, were, you, were you watching the movie, Jacob? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't think it was really like, and I know intent doesn't matter, but the one I was watching it, I was like, well, there are a lot of things that like kind of counteract the weird sexist parts of this movie. But then the, it's just in the end, it's like, yeah, it's just kind of weird to 
to have all those moments. I I do disagree though, Aaron. I don't think Joker saves her at the end of the movie. I don't what do you mean think by that. Like he obviously breaks in and busts her out of jail, but I don't think that's like supposed to be interpreted as him saving her because now well, that's like that's like what it is. No, that's exactly how it's played. <sighs> I'm I'm coming to the table with some facts on this one, Aaron. My problem. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> Oh, wait, wait I'm just gonna. Yeah, what are you gonna say, David? I was gonna, I was gonna throw a curveball and start talking about Deadshot just to really mess up. You got no, no, no. I need up. to, I need, I need to argue this because uh, everyone's well, like talking about that final scene. Oh, it's like, oh, her abusive boyfriend saves her. I don't think that's what happened. I, when I talked to Aaron about it the first time, I'm like, this, it seems more like a relapse than a rescue, and I still stand by that because when the Joker dies dies or whatever like the helicopter crashes in quotations yeah in quotations sorry no one no one can see my quotations when joker quotation mark dies in the helicopter crash you know she's sad for a few minutes but then she kind of moves on she takes off that collar that said pudding on it she throws it away her jacket that says property of the joker eventually gets lost too it's all this symbolism for her moving past like the joker's like, controllingness and abusiveness towards her. And then, by the end, you know, she has a good thing going. She's with her crew. She's going to be able to get time off her sentence. And then, all of a sudden, that horrible life comes rushing back to her, and she's just, she's so still crazy that, like, she doesn't realize that it's a horrible thing for her. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, the first act of a Harley Quinn kind of overarching story. I, I get what you're saying. I, I think I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find what's the point that you're trying to argue. What are the two sides? There's the uh, side as in the, movie the ending ends, scene. Yeah, movie ends. Joker breaks in the rescue. Harley Quinn. I was saying like I feel like that's uh like the the movie feels like it's not doing enough to condemn the Joker Harley relationship as abusive. It's more just like making it to be this huge romantic story between the two of them. And I mean, Lacey is saying at the end. Or, like, he's saying, like, the movie lays the groundwork for her kind of, like, breaking free, but then getting drawn back into it. Yeah, and it's kind of like the first act of a Harley Quinn overarching story that we'll probably see in the Batman movie. Maybe we'll get more development from her. Actually, there was news of a a potential uh, Harley Quinn, like, solo film, or, like, a movie (sighs) centered on the female heroes of the DC Universe starring Harley Quinn. Please let that movie not be awkwardly sexist the whole time, but I don't believe it won't be. Um, but the thing is, is, like, if we see that in Batman, if we see her in the Batman movie, I mean, there are flashes in this movie of her still having her sanity at least buried under there, where, like, she's talking to Deadshot, and she's like, oh, like, do you, have you ever been in love or whatever? And he's like, you don't kill as many people as I've killed and still, like, find time for love or something like that. And she just, she breaks, her accent's gone, like, everything is, like, better. She's just, like, another textbook sociopath. And then she walks away. I'm not saying any of these points were done well. They were most certainly done horribly. But I can see where they were coming from on all these yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I I think you have a fair point, you know. Like Thank I'm you, not I'm not I'm not Thank saying you. I think both are fair interpretations. I guess. So Yeah. But I just think I, I really loved Margot Robbie's performance. Like, I it agree. was like it was like a perfect interpretation of the comic book character. And she even the one thing I was nervous about watching the trailers is she didn't have the typical uh, Brooklyn accent for yeah. Harley Quinn, and then she did it in the movie. She didn't quite do it all the time. It was a bit like, he, you know, here and there kind of thing. No, but 
But I will say, I'm replaying Arkham Asylum, and Harley Quinn gets so grating in that game. Like, because it's just so over-the-top obnoxious. So I can see why she didn't do it the whole time. Maybe. But I'm just saying, when she did it, I was just like, this is great. This is exactly yeah. what I wanted of yeah. the movie. David. But then... Oh, sorry. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, like, the use of, like, the way the film just kind of fixated on her body instead of her performance just kind of yeah. annoyed me because it was such a great performance there are like four different lines in that movie just about like oh you're a pretty girl or whatever i'm like just stop you're trying way too hard at this point anyway david you wanted to talk about dead shot what were you saying about about um, mr well, will smith yeah when he first got cast in dead shot i was like oh, i don't know how i feel about this because he knows will smith but then like as the trailer started coming out and the movie. I was like, you know what? I can see this more and more. And I think I think he did a pretty alright job as Deadshot. Like he had a lot of decent one liners. Like it was alright. But I my, think... my well, Jacob's like ah, I'm, there's one weird. line that I want to get back to, but we'll come back to it later. It's literally the worst line in the whole movie. Oh, and that's saying sure. something because Diablo has a really awful line. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that too. I'll yeah. bring that up. We'll get but, to the worst part. Like my like my my entire thing about the movie is I think like they had a lot of goods good slash great ideas quote quotations okay. but they but they couldn't execute any of them the way they wanted to the, either the way that they wanted to or maybe that's exactly how they wanted the movie show well, and uh, then whatever right but, like the, for like a uh, dead shot like I agree that. He's like he has like some of the best material in the film, but then it's also like it's kind of awkwardly rushed. Like they don't quite. They have that whole thing with his daughter, and they're like trying to build up this huge emotional moment, and it's it's kind of there, but it's just like like, not. It is the biggest emotional part of the movie, right? Which is saying something. But like he had one of the um, sickest um, like training, like to show like that he's like can't miss. Like when he just like Kanye West breaks in and just. Yeah, when he was just whipping out all the guns and just, like, dropped, like, putting the bullets exactly where he wanted to. I'm like, dang, Will Smith, like, you go, man. But my problem with Deadshot <laughs> is that they they wrote him to – he broke his own – not necessarily Will Smith, but, like, the writers wrote him to break his own character. Because, like, when um Harley Quinn was being carried off by the Joker in the helicopter, right, mm-hmm. the, the lady was like, hey – Make this. Did, did she say make the shot? She, she and like said kill, killer, just killer, kill and her. I'll let you make, go completely. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And, and Deadshot earlier in the movie's like, like yeah, I don't like keep count. Like I don't have any remorse about anything. Like a job, a job. And he, and he said that like multiple times throughout the movie. And like that, that like in the comics and everything that that's who he is. And so then all of a sudden he miss, misses the shot on purpose. Misses in quotations. Yep, yes, right. misses yeah. in quotations. Yeah. Like, it just... But, like, yeah, I, I, don't, I think that, again, is uh, Will Smith breaks... getting... I don't think... It doesn't break the character, though, because, like, I think that's just... I just didn't like the way they wrote it, then, because, like, the character... It felt the character, rushed. If they would have feel... elaborated more... Is it because of, of his daughters, like, saying... I don't know. Just... I feel like it's just that... I think Harley and Deadshot had the best the team. Oh, you cut completely out auto yeah. audio oh. wise. Just restart that sentence. <laughs> I, I think uh Deadshot and Harley had the best bond of yeah. the team. I think they formed the best bond. So that yeah. missing that shot was, you know, just him no. you know, that that wasn't 
like are we are we to assume that Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Killer Croc have known each other for like years at this point? Because it kind of seems like they've known each other. Because they're all working out of Gotham, it, they've all it been. It feels like they might have like they like know each other's reputations. But yeah, they haven't obviously hung out for an extended period right. of time. I would say. I mean, I mean, do all the criminals hang out at the local bar? Is that what they do in Gotham? Uh, there? Arkham <laughs> City would allow me to believe that. All right. <laughs> there, there are some comic stories where villains are just like hanging out in the bars or whatever. Yeah. Penguin also, owns how it should have ended. The villains pub. That too. Um, I, don't know. I, I guess I just didn't like how they wrote it or they rushed it. It, it but... feels so rushed. Just well, so everything rushed. in the movie feels rushed. Especially big character moments, which we can get to now. Especially the biggest character... I think the person with the most character development in the whole movie is Diablo, even though the way he gets from point A to point B feels like he just kind of cut it in the middle and then just pushed A and B together and just is like, hey, so like... He starts out, like, not wanting violence at all. Like, he never wants to raise his fist again. But the thing that makes him do it, guys, is that these guys are now his family. These people that he's known for maybe 12 hours at the most are now his family. Yeah. So he does it for them. Even though he killed his family. Yeah, well. His first family. At least... Well, that's what that was his line. He's like, "I'm not losing another family yeah. or whatever." Yeah. But it's yeah. just they—they didn't sell that uh, bond between no. these groups. I think that John Harley Quinn had like the best attempt at that, but then just yeah. like the rest of the group just had like nothing no. together. No, I mean, Boomerang has like—I mean, I mean, not like he's like bonding with these people, but like he actually has some like good moments in the movie. Everyone else is just like the fact we're just that here tr- because we can be. <laughs> the fact that he's trash the entire time. Yeah. I mean that's Captain Yeah, I mean I think Captain Boomerang <laughs> had like a lot of the funniest moments, but then just like yeah. as a character he had I remember, nothing. I remember someone like Courtney. I remember someone was like, oh yeah, why does he keep drinking monsters? I'm like, those aren't monsters. Those like, are definitely not monsters. <laughs> I was like, yeah, are you joking? But then they just, uh, then they just like threw in that like whole pink unicorn thing, and it's like, you're trying too hard, guys. Yeah, you're trying was... too hard to like be quirky. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Other awful things that made us cringe throughout this movie. Oh, let me get to that one line that I think is the worst line in the whole movie that I cannot believe they had the main character of their movie say and like try to pass it off. Is that is the this... dead shot line? I think so. About, I think I know what like, like talking to um, Rick Flag when they go to fight Enchantress and he's like, go over to your woman, beat her around a little bit, tell her to snap out of it. I'm like, no, no, oh, I, that was... I can't say that. Like, oh my God. I didn't even remember that line like the first time it's like oh okay that's a little weird seeing the second time i was like no that's an awful just i thought you were gonna do the line where will smith is like oh so we're some kind of suicide squad well, that's, that's know, like bad but like it's in the trailer so i knew it was gonna be bad stop like, stop saying the name of your movie and your movie yeah it's bad or do it because it's hilariously terrible yeah yeah there's that um enchantress is laughable for the most part, as a villain. Just that whole weird dancing thing. Yeah, she's like, it's like what? It's like, <laughs> yeah, the, the internet, Jacob, the internet can definitely see what you just did right now. Yeah, there, so. well, I'm, I'm doing it for you guys. You, know, you got to do something for you guys. <laughs> Give you a little something. Um, and then, like, the brother whole thing, too, was just like, oh, look, there's my brother. Like, give me your power. They're like, like yeah, wow. that was, like, a little much when they try to be like, hey, 
the brothers let's, in the comic books. Let's throw the brother in. No, you don't need him. He's completely pointless overall. And then just like their motivations are just like let's the build humans a worship mach- machines. So I'm gonna build them a machine. And it's like yeah. what? It, it, what? It, it, it's it, a it, light it, machine too, I guess. And it, it, it was a magic machine that got defeated <laughs> by explosions because that's how <laughs> magic works. You can just blow magic up. Oh my god. <laughs> But I also I, th- I also think the enchantress gets us onto another point. I think why the movie yeah. didn't reach its full potential. It's like it's like it didn't take advantage of the concept, you know, because it's like the Suicide Squad is supposed to be like this black ops team, you know, doing the missions that the Justice League can't do. But then the enchantress en- enchantress is just a typical super powered take over the world villain kind of thing, you yeah. know. Like it's not- nothing about their mission really requires that black ops aspect. Yeah, you're right. Well, like, I don't. I guess I'm not really entirely sure at what you're com- pointing out there. Like, because are you he's saying pointing, like Enchantress shouldn't be on that team? No, he's no, pointing what out I'm the saying... fact that like the villain, like the Justice League could have easily taken care of that villain. Like, oh, there yeah. was no reason that the Justice League shouldn't have been there to take care of it. Like, uh, like, but they they even have that have line. The... He didn't have huh? the uh, binder yet, guys. I don't know. They they have that line where it's just it's like so awkwardly placed in the film. It's like it's been like three days since this attack in the subway happened, and you're like, what? This this yeah. whole enchantress thing has been going on for three days, and like then it's why so haven't anyone hasn't Batman or Wonder Woman intervened or Flash or Cyborg or Flash whoever is else too is running busy around taking right care of Captain Boomerang. That was my favorite part of the movie. That was that was, that was my favorite part of the whole film was the surprise flash game reel. Um, but the the movie's biggest problem it has two huge problems. But I think the biggest problem is just how poorly paced the whole thing is. It's like oh, let's spend uh, two minutes on an introduction to Deadshot and uh, Harley Quinn, then do the opening credits. And then let's do another introduction for both of those characters again. What was the point of those first two scenes? I don't know. They're in there. So just enjoy them. Oh, now, yeah, three days since this attack's been happening? All right. That's weird, but okay. Then, oh, I, really did, I really didn't enjoy the, sh- the scene when Deadshot was in, like, full suit. And uh, he was on, like, had to make the shot. And he had his purse on the phone, like, why are me my money? He was just, like, taking advantage of him. He's like, oh, look, now double it. You yeah, did was, or didn't enjoy it? I did enjoy that scene. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Like, that was another one of the good scenes. Like, this movie has a lot of good Good ideas. Or good, good moments, but they're just, like, not strung together in a coherent fashion. Yeah, exactly. And then Katana is just hmm. completely pointless for this movie. She, she literally, like, just talks to her sword. Does she have, like, what, two lines? Probably, And yeah. she only it's... speaks English when the script requires her to speak English. <laughs> So I think, dumb. but I think I, don't, I, the, I didn't even know that she spoke English. Like, there's I, the one really line fun. where he's like, "Honor among thieves," and she's like, "I'm not a thief." Oh yeah, true. and it's like that's the only line she speaks in English the whole movie, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't know she could speak English." This is <laughs> good, good job. Yeah, and the movie was definitely trying to set up way too many characters. Yeah, and it couldn't handle them because like it's really only like Deadshot and Harley Quinn like any significant development and then the rest yeah. of them are just kind of I think if you knew if you were familiar with the characters from the comics you'd enjoy the film more cuz yeah, you already I know who these did people are with those characters yeah but 
for like a casual audience member, like a film critic, I can definitely see, you know, just being like absolutely no idea what's happening for like the first hour or so. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with uh, when people are asking, is it good? I'm like, well, no. But if you like like the comic books and you like the characters, then you will get enjoyment out of this movie. If you know nothing about any of them, you're just going to be like, what was the point of this? What's the point of this movie? Other than for some weird in-between between this and Wonder Woman. I don't know. Oh, getting back to it. The other big problem with this movie is that you can definitely tell that David Ayer had a movie and then Warner Brothers was like, let's come in and let's fix this movie for you. Did it need to be fixed? I don't know. I really don't. But it it feels so like forced Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff. Like they're like, right, hey. just like all the rapid music cues that play like they play like 10 seconds of a song, then switch immediately to another song. I liked and... that, though, <laughs> if I'm being honest. There was a like, lot of, so there's a lot of Kanye West in this. I was like, okay. Was there a lot? I only, I only noticed, like, one. one. No, I, I count, like, three. Oh, oh, there's okay. the song when um, Deadshot is having, like, his back uh, backlash, flashback scene, or whatever, and he's like, oh, you got, like, ten minutes or whatever. There's that oh, yeah. then when he's, like, firing, when, uh, you know, he realizes there's live yeah. in the guns. Which is a really I mean, scene. I mean, two Kanye songs in a movie, that's a lot to begin with. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, a lot of people hate Kanye. I so. mean, they better be careful. They're going to give Kanye West a big head. Yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, Any, what else do we have to say about this? Before we get to email. One email that we got. We got an email? So, but... Yeah, we got an email in. Hey. Oh, well, I just... <laughs> Uh, I don't want to read her stuff on my on my web page. On your web page? Yeah, because I got because I post this all to my page. Well then, uh, I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Um, anything else, Aaron? You were saying? Something? I was I was just saying basically like I I feel like there were scenes and moments that I really loved like that Deadshot scene like uh, some of the Harley Quinn stuff, the Flash cameo, the Batman stuff, all that thing. Yeah, the Batman and, stuff was cool. And I really loved. Most of that because I'm a huge fan of the comics and, you know, like all the costuming was done great and all the performances were perfect, except for the Jokers. But then, yeah, at the end of the day, just the movie, it didn't work from like a cinematic standard, I suppose. So, Aaron, if they would have had a director who would have, like, put together the movie well. I don't mm-hmm. think it was David Ayer's fault, honestly. Well, if they, if they, if they would have put together this movie well but came... To, have the same exact plot how, how would, much would the, how much it, would the movie change it, it would definitely be better but it depends it depends on like what kind of material they cut as well because you know you you still need like the more development for these characters and their relationships to one another so if they had scenes like that that they ended up cutting out and they could put those back in put it in a coherent order it would still have flaws but it would you know, it would be... Uh, it would be the... Much more enjoyable movie. BVS Ultimate Edition to the BVS Normal Edition, yeah. <laughs> Do you think we'll see a director's cut of this movie? Because I don't really know. It seems like they completely kicked David Ayer out by the end. Like, that's what the rumors were, right? I, no, it wasn't that he was completely kicked out, but it was just kind of like... It's unclear what happened. There were, like, competing cuts, and one of them wasn't his... It certainly didn't feel like he was involved at all <laughs> by the he, end. He claims it's still his movie, but well, at that's this the thing. point, I'm not sure he'd be ready to 
yeah, you don't know, burn that bridge or whatever. Yeah, don't be a Josh Trank when Fantastic Four. <laughs> Never be out. a Josh Trank unless you're Chronicle Josh Trank, in which case Chronicle you're, you're Josh right. Trank will take, but he'll never work in Hollywood again. So who really cares? <laughs> oh God, there's a cut of this movie out there somewhere that's really good. Sure there is. Sure there is Josh Trank. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get I to did, the email. I did re- one minute before. I'm trying to remember what scene it was. But in this movie, like in in the um, trailer, they had a uh, they had, I forgot what it was that they were it was a it was a front shot. I think someone was like in a chair with a gun, and they might have killed someone. But like in the movie, like they they had an awful angle of the shot. Like I'm trying to find it right now, but I guess you can get to the email. I don't know. One second, I just remembered something. I want to include a mini rant here for a second. <laughs> That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten... You're the devil! So you go to hell! While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? Can we stop with all of these movies having giant floating things in the sky that are going to end everything? Why? Why? (laughs) Like, why? And I didn't realize how much it bugged me until I watched The Dark Knight again. And I realized The Dark Knight is a way better film than The Dark Knight Rises. And Thank you. Thank you yes. for finally admitting it. It's like The Dark Knight works because it's such a personal movie. It's like Joker's going to kill, like, what, ten people? And that's still, like, a well, high-stakes thing. The people on the boats. Yeah. Max, like, a couple hundred. Like, yeah. Like, that's the big stakes for the movie. It's not like the city's going to blow up in Dark Knight Rises or, like, the fear gas is going to come through and make people kill themselves. And it's not like, oh, there's a giant portal to frickin' nether realm for Fantastic Four. It's like there's not this huge life-altering, world-ending cataclysm in Dark Knight that would have worked for this movie. If it was just like, hey... I was really hoping that this movie was going to be them going after the Joker. Because that would That's be That's what awesome. it looked like from the yeah. trailers. But, of course, they have to go with a big bad villain who can kill everyone and everything in the world. Like, Apocalypse. And, um, I guess Civil War. That's why another reason I love Civil War so much. There's not this huge world-ending thing in that movie. I don't know. It's just a mini rant. They just need to stop doing that in every movie ever. Superhero movie. I don't know, man. Thoughts right. on the big swirling trash? Oh, and then and then Will Smith comments about the swirling thing of trash in the sky. Because, of course, why not? That doesn't make it better that you included it. That doesn't like be like, oh, we made fun of it so we can use it now. That's not how it works. <laughs> like, oh, God. David, what were you looking for? I'm looking... Th- I'm, lo- I'm going through the trailers right now. I'm looking for a specific scene... Okay. <laughs> this, yep. is, this is a really, really specific area of the film. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are you just mad that they didn't include the scene? No, I'm mad that, like, in the trailer, this, and I, I'm trying to, wait. the fact is, I can't make an argument because I'm trying to remember, like, this actual scene. But okay. I remember, I've, I've seen, I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, but then in the movie, they had, like, the worst like camera angle like so like i know exactly what happened from the trailer but since like the camera angle was like so off on the movie you couldn't tell what happened 
was like, why, why did they do this? And like, I, I don't know what you're referencing. I know, I know. The internet's not good. I will oh, wait, wait. Before we move on, and, I just wanted to make... I was actually... This is just like a weird theory or whatever, or something, or not really, but like the one moment when the Joker is like laying on the ground without surrounded by like all the guns and knives and everything, they were baby clothes. Baby clothes. They were baby clothes. And I was like, I was like, as soon as I noticed that, I was like, oh, he's after Harley so intensely because she's pregnant. That's what I thought. And then, but then you get to the end of the movie and she's not, so. I saw that too. I don't know. There's something there. There is something there. I I feel like that, I feel like that's what they were setting up. I feel like that's what. They were saying that up to be like the reason why he was so intent on getting Harley back yeah. more than just maybe that's because I also thought they would like make it more an abusive relationship. So I didn't think right. Joker would go out of Harley just for the love of of her. He would go after her because she was pregnant. I thought Dude, that would this make makes so much sense now. Do you know that specific scene where Enchantress kicks Harley Quinn in the crotch? They focus on that so intensely. I did not. I don't know, that. man. <laughs> I don't I remember that part, there. but. I, they definitely were trying to hint at something. And then, of course, when Enchantress shows her, her Harley's perfect life, in quotations, she's had uh, twins <laughs> with the Joker. We just blew this thing wide open. I thought that's where they were going with it, but then they didn't. They probably did. Like, they just cut it because, I guess, miscarriages you can't have in movies or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the email. All right, this is from Caroline. Hello, Caroline. <laughs> Hey guys, let me just start by saying I'm a big fan of the podcast. Thank you. Hey, thank you, fan. (laughs) I look forward to it every week. So I finally saw Suicide Squad. I went into it after hearing a plethora of bad reviews and was very pleasantly surprised. It was pretty cheesy and there were definitely some bad parts, but it was fun and enjoyable. And I thought that Will Smith, Jared Leto, and Margot Robbie really performed well. It made me pretty excited to hear rumors of a Harley Quinn solo movie that may be coming out in the next few years. How do you guys see that the... how do you guys see the DC series developing and expanding in the upcoming years? Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline, thank you for your question, as yes. Jacob just said. I sure hope the DC universe keeps expanding. I, I feel like they're a fish, and they're flailing, and they're trying to figure out what pond to oh, jump into. You. DC. Yeah. This is an and analogy. This is right. a very good this is a very good analogy. The internet, pay attention to this. Okay. I feel right. like once they find that pond, that niche, they'll be good. But the fact is, how are they gonna flop around so much that the, that the fish dies, aka DC dying and not gonna be able to have a cinematic universe? The That's DC my question. dying, I think I mean like I don't know, man. The DCEU, I think, is in real trouble. Because if they keep putting out movies like this... But I'm going to be excited to go see every single DC movie. Well, me too, but the general public won't be. And that's who they need in the theaters. Right, I actually saw someone comment on, the on like, the... At least in terms of, like, the box... The, the way the box office is, like, shaping up. It's like the DC films are kind of comparable to the Twilight films. Oh, that, God. like, they're... Like hated by critics, but then they always open huge because they have this huge hardcore fan base. But then right. they drop off. The box office like completely drops off in subsequent weeks. Seventy five percent, I think, this time. It was like close to like sixty nine or so, okay. but still a significant <laughs> drop. But like, so it's like they have the hardcore fan base is all in, and they'll probably stay all in. So they have they have that market that they can rely on. But they need to figure out a way to also bring in the casual audience, which they haven't done yet. 
Agreed. The fish has got to stop flailing. They got to stop flailing. I think part of their problem right now is they're trying to rush into it. So they're like, they had BVS set up, not just Batman, but the entire Justice League and everything. And Mm -hmm. now they have Suicide Squad trying to set up like 15 different villains at once. So it's like maybe once they get enough of it, once they feel confident enough that they've set up enough and they can just focus more on the individual stories, maybe they'll get better or at least less rushed i mean i'm yeah okay sorry david i was just gonna say yeah like if there's a if there's a solo batman movie coming out which i hear that bed affleck is quote-unquote working i i get except he got the script and they're like okay let's start shooting and he's like did you read the script it's awful let's fix it so he's like i'm not gonna shoot until we well he wrote his own script yeah, he wrote his own oh so he did rewrite it yeah he wrote he wrote he, he wrote his own script and so he's like, it's like pretty much all ready to go. He might want, he wants to maybe do like a couple more drafts on it or whatever. But it, it, it should be happening. I would predict in like either one, like 2018 or 2019, it should I, cause, be out. Because someone, because like someone interviewed him, like, yeah, why don't you shoot it? Yeah, it's like, oh, we you know we don't want it to work to like happen like any other superhero movie that I've done before. <clears throat> Daredevil. That's like, yeah. holy oh, crap. Daredevil. It's so bad. Um. And as far as uh, the future of DC movies, quality-wise, there was that article I sent you, Aaron, which, I mean, we don't know how true it is, but there are rumors based on that article that Wonder Woman is a mess already and DC has their hands in it too much again. So, who really knows how the rest of the DC universe will turn out? I'm very excited for Wonder Woman still. Yeah. Justice League, I'm kind of mixed on because it still looks too much like a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. And I think he's one of the major flaws with the universe right now. But then I would love to see a Flash film. Mm-hmm. I'd love, uh, James Wan uh, is doing Aquaman, right? James Wan directing Aquaman sounds like it could be great as well. Yeah. The Harley Quinn solo movie sounds like it could be intriguing. But I would maybe lose a, my mind. an odd concept. But the Ben Affleck Batman movie sounds good. There was news of a Man of Steel sequel. It's going. It's a fast tracked in development. So depending on who they get to direct that, because I'm sure they wouldn't get Zack Snyder back. No, I don't really like Superman to begin with, though. So, but I, I'm I'm just saying I'm still excited for the films that are coming out. Me too. I think. Well, how long until it breaks us to the point where we're like, there's no future for DC anymore? Because we're like, when Batman v Superman came out, we're like, Suicide Squad's gonna be better, guys. I do think it is better than Batman v Superman. They pretty much have told Justice League to cement their status in terms of, like, as a success or a failure. Now, do you think this is a Fast and Furious situation? The first movie, Fast and Furious, uh, Man of Steel, middling reviews. Second movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, Batman v Superman, horrible reviews. Third movie, Tokyo Drift, Suicide Squad, again horrible. Fourth one, it's going to be bad again. But then the fifth one, oh... They bring it around, you know? Except the Fast and the Furious movies never became good movies. They just only started getting good reviews for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Fast I mean, and I, Furious... I enjoy them. I've watched all of the Fast and Furious movies and I, I enjoyed them, I but they're still terrible saw... movies. <laughs> I, I literally saw the first one today or yesterday. The Fast, the Fast and, and Furious? Furious? I just watched the first one again, so we'll be able to talk about that during the upcoming movies. Okay, good. Because I literally what, what just... we've been watching. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah. The upcoming that. movies. <laughs> the first Fast and Furious upcoming movies. Anyway, um, quick like one sentence summary on Suicide Squad. How do we feel, guys? It's a mess. 
but I loved it against my best judgment, I suppose. Yeah. My my one one sentence summary. I wanted to love it so much. I did love it so much, and I fell out of love with it. But I still have the Harley Quinn pop vinyl, so I gotta pretend to love it at least a little bit longer. <laughs> that was more than one sentence, David. What you got? What's your summary? DC make good movies. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> all right. We with can that, move on. It sounds <laughs> a bit like fun. passive aggressive or something. <laughs> DC make good movies. That's all. All right, now we're going to be moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. Guys, there are four this week. It's a big week. My name is Kubo. This is my story. You guys came in $53 million lower than the nearest competition. Oh, okay. Um, unlike some past ones. Uh, let me just bring it up so I can actually talk about it. Uh, first movie on the upcoming movie is War Dogs, guys. The Jonah Hill, Miles Teller uh, starring film. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for it? Yeah, I've seen like TV spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. I mean, I, I like Jonah like Hill. He doesn't. He doesn't look too healthy in the movie. Like, oh, come on, Jonah. Jonah Hill's just decided that he's he's, not... he's accepted himself. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah, he is. It fluctuates, and sometimes he's like looking real healthy. And other times, I'm just like, "Oh, Jonah, what's going on, man? Like, I, I want you to keep making movies. You got to make it through." <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's in that. Direction. No, he's oh. definitely not that bad. David's making it. <laughs> I don't know. He's on like the brink of death. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I I like Jonah Hill. I like Miles. I do. I do as well. Occasions. Like, I like Miles Teller. Some as movies actor. I want to punch him in the face. Some movies I think he does a great job. So, and then the movies from like the director of the Hangover trilogy, which I've never yeah. seen. So I don't know what to expect from that. No, never and seen any of them. One of the funniest comedies in America. They're really not that good. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Um, is he? Did he direct the third one? Oh, I guess he did. Yeah. And isn't uh, War Dogs based on a true story or? Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. Well, like as every, much as a movie based on like every movie. Factual. Yeah. But Aaron, he directed Borat. Come on. I've never seen Borat. You've never seen Borat? No. <sighs> Let's just move on from that. Um, What's the next movie, Jake? Well, wait. I want to. I want to focus on. You just said now. move on, so I'm trying to. Move Let's on. move on from Aaron not seeing. Uh. Uh, it's strange. Um, yeah, War Dogs. I think it looks good. I'll probably end up seeing it, depending. Like, if people are saying it's awful, I probably won't. But if it's, like, middling reviews, I'll probably give it a shot. I don't know. Jonah Hill. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm mildly interested. The story sounds like it, it's one of those... It's weird things like is, this was a thing that happened. I don't really understand what's happening here, but yeah. But I don't know. I yeah, I'll probably see it if it gets good reviews. If it gets middling reviews, I'll probably just not. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I won't see it in theaters regardless. But yeah, and you see that sausage party in theaters though. Well, no, we'll we'll get to that probably. All right. Next on the list, Ben Hur. The remake nobody wanted or asked for. 
I didn't know it was a remake till you told me. But when I saw this trailer, I'm like, this, this, I don't want to see this movie. Well, it's no, actually, it doesn't. I, I think I looked over. It's like actually the fifth remake of this or fifth version of the film okay. of Ben Hur. And so most people obviously know the 1950, 1950s something 50, version. I'll look it up. I think it's like early 50s. So I know there's a lot of people being like, why do we need to remake this? But then I'm sure all those people are being are thinking, why do we need to remake this movie that I loved from the 50s that they are unaware was also a remake? Yeah. But that being said, it 59, looks... I was wrong. Very late 59. 50s. I'm thinking but... of, the one I'm thinking of is not that late, though. What When did the original one come out? The very first one? It yeah. was like an old silent 1925 film. 1925 silent film. There we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it just doesn't look very good, to be honest. It no. looks way... Like, they're trying way too hard to capitalize on, like, the... Hey, you liked 300. This is a movie that looks a lot like 300, but isn't 300. <laughs> like, here you go. I don't know. And then just that... The wig that Morgan Freeman is wearing. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> oh, the it's worse. bad. Just every time I see that, I'm like, I'm, am I supposed to be taking this movie seriously? <laughs> like, whose idea was that? Morgan Freeman, man, he'll be in anything. He'll just, <laughs> yeah, okay. You want me to be in Lucy? Oh, I don't care. Uh, give me my money. Olympus has fallen. London has fallen. I don't care. Give me my money. <laughs> but don't I sign do. me up for a dang trilogy. I'll tell you that for a fact. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Dark Knight trilogy. America has fallen. America. The whole country this time. (laughs) The whole country. Not just just the White House. (laughs) All right. Well, that's Ben Hur. Anything else about that? Don't want to see it. Probably won't see it. Basically, as you said, it looks like it's trying to bring in that like 300 aspect, 300 sequel aspect kind of thing. But it just looks like, you know, poor CGI, like, no-name yeah, actors. Those carts are so pointless. bad. Oh, God. Like, basically, whenever I see a trailer for this, I'm just like, I should get around to seeing the 1959 version. That's, oh, yeah. what, that's what I think. I haven't seen it savage. yet, so I'm like, I, I'm like, I should watch that version. <laughs> Thank you for pointing me to a better version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, now we'll get to the one that I'm actually really excited for, Kubo and the Two Strings. I think I've only seen like one trailer for this. What is animated, right? It's it's stop yeah, it's like motion, stop motion, claymation kind of stuff. So let me double check to be sure that it's stop motion. Continue. Yeah, it's stop motion because it's the same company that did uh, Coraline and oh. Paranorman and the Box Trolls. It's yeah, that same yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, this. Is... The first trailer I saw, I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. Then I saw, like, a a trailer with more story and dialogue to it. And uh, it looks very interesting. Uh, It looks like a very cool mystical type of adventure. You got Matthew McConaughey playing, like, a Beatles soldier guy. Charlie's Theron as a monkey. Like, I don't know, just a great cast. Rooney Mara, um, George Takai. Like, just just a great cast. I don't know. What, what do you guys think about it? I just I, I love stop motion animation, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna see it based on that aspect alone. Like they're yeah. they're very rare. They're very rarely made, so pretty much anyone that comes out, I'll I'll want to see because they're yeah. usually well done too. Because it takes like it takes like so much time to make them that you want to care about it. 
Yeah, usually <laughs> there's a lot of care and thought put into them, so they usually turn out at least, you know, good, okay, good. Now, you know what bothers me? Did you see this Shaun the Sheep movie? I have not, but I know it's on Amazon Prime now, so I'll get around to it. Like, everyone loved that movie. And no one would go see it with me. They're like, oh, based on those based on those dumb Disney Channel shorts or whatever. I'm like, yes, but look it. Everyone loves this movie. Like, no movies get a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That never happens. Like, there's obviously something right about this movie. Like, no, no, it looks dumb. Like, you look dumb. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. I need to see Sean the Sheep. Anyway. Anything to say about Kubo David? <laughs> nope, because I've only seen like the trailer once. I don't remember it, so nothing really to say. I know I came real prepared to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's not your type of thing. I mean, you don't have to be so, like, hey, I love, love me some stop animation. You know, stop animation. <laughs> stop motion animation. Anyway, final movie of the week, Imperium, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Which uh, I think it's just getting a limited release, right? Yeah, like I don't think full... it's coming out full. What is this one about? But, uh... This is where he's uh, like a FBI agent who has to like infiltrate a white supremacist group. So he like pretends to be uh, like a Nazi skinhead, and he has to try to infiltrate their group. Yeah. Have you seen a trailer for this? I think so. It's, it sounds interesting. It looks really like. Again, interesting. I'm not sure if it's going to be good or not, but from what I can tell, I, I'm interested in seeing it when it comes like around. Because limited just, releases never get released here. Yeah, I just really like... I, I actually really admired what Daniel Radcliffe has basically been doing with like his post-Harry Potter career. Where yeah. It's like he's trying to avoid typecasting as much as possible and just trying all these different unique ideas and stuff, you know, like Swiss Army Man. I still haven't seen it yet, but there's no way that movie would have gotten made without his involvement, I'm sure. Right, right. So I'm just I'm just happy that he's, you know, trying to be adventurous, trying to lend his uh popularity to give these smaller projects a shot. So Yeah. No Yeah, because he's got enough money and like Right. He can do power. whatever he wants. So he's just like, he can just, like never make a movie again and <laughs> be fine. He's like, but you he, know what? he chooses to not do that and instead you like, I just wanna be I just wanna play a corpse for a movie. Give me <laughs> someone give me a script. He's like, This is genius, I get to fart, we're like we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> oh my god, so sorry, man, it's so good. <laughs> but the thing that does make me nervous about this movie is like I looked I, I tried to find out. It looks like th this is the director's first film. It is his first one. So it's hard to gauge whether it will be good or bad at this point. You know, right. reviews haven't started coming in yet. I I'm hopeful because I'm really hopeful just because I want to see this half star review on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I want to see them wallow and everyone loving this movie. There's this horrible review we found on um, Rotten Tomatoes uh, Flix Flixster Flicker Flixster Flixster. Flixster. Um, the app version. Where they basically insinuate that um, the words racism and white supremacy are derogatory terms against white people. And they go on for about 50 lines of text. Just. Yeah, there's just a lot of people trying to, like. Or not like a lot of people. There's a handful of people on the Flickster page right now who are attacking this movie for having. 
a liberal agenda yeah. and trying to make the right wing look bad by focusing on a hate group. And I don't really understand what their point is because, like, I don't. If if you're on the right wing, if you yeah. don't have a problem with uh, yeah. white supremacist groups, it's like by them saying the problem is you, not the movie. <laughs> yeah. By them saying white supremacy groups. <laughs> You're you're making us look bad by going after white supremacy groups. Admit that they're a part of your right wing. You're like I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, um, that's Imperium. I'm actually pretty excited. Hopefully, it comes around here. All right, guys. Now we'll be moving on to the casting this week. Uh, today we are casting. Do we do casting before or after we do? Uh, what have we been watching? What have we been watching? I completely forgot to add that to my list. <laughs> That's right. What have yeah. we been watching this week, guys? Good thing I don't read the list that you send me every week. No, I, I my David, you're so you're so rebellious to the yeah, structure know, right? of this podcast. He really is. All right. Wild card. Wild card. <laughs> Who wants to start, guys? Hey, I am sorry. I accidentally dropped a few things back there. It's Jason Bourne. Why would it come back now? Um, I always start because I usually have the shortest list. Well then, go ahead. Lead us lead us into the promised land, David. So, I have watched a lot of It's Always Sunny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, going back to it? Just, I'm like, oh, like I'm just going to throw on season seven to eight. I'm like, wow, but these were great seasons. Like, a lot yeah. of good, like the serial defense. Serial defense is outstanding. <laughs> Love Mac. It's like, oh, because Evolution's fake, and, like, just the music, like, the ding, ding, like, the sound effects of that. Oh, yeah, like, like it's a crime, crime, or, like, a judge. What am I looking for? Court Courtroom drama. That's what I was looking yes. for. Yeah. So, yeah, because, and then, yesterday, I, like, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like playing a lot of games. I'm like, I'm going to watch some movies. And I was going through my roommate's movies because he's, uh, you know, he wasn't here. So I was like, I'm going to go through all his stuff. <laughs> Just went through his movies. I didn't actually go through his stuff because I'm allowed to go through his movies. And I found my, Monty Python. Ooh, Holy Grail. which one? Um, I don't know. Holy Grail. Holy Grail? He, he said. Yeah, Monty, the Holy oh, Grail. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't hear that part. Oh, well, well, that's because okay. you were talking over him. I'm a jerk. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> now I open up. I'm like, oh, there's like two discs. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna watch just one, and so like I pop it in. Yeah, and then, it's really the safe choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember watching this like movie as a kid. Oh, so you had seen it before? Parts of point. it, or like full of it. I don't remember. Yes, I want to say I've seen it once before, but like I don't remember anything at all. But I was, I remember liking it. I was watching it now, and I'm like, what's going on? Because you know the coconuts is like. It's been like twenty minutes. Like, like, how did you get coconuts into the country? Like, oh, bird. Like, <laughs> the coconuts like six pounds, and the bird's like ten ounces. Like, there's no way. And then, um, I I didn't chuckle at like the flesh wound, like when the so guy would have used at this point. Yeah, it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, so kill funny. And then, but then after the flesh wound scene, I fell asleep. <laughs> And so you I, missed the end? <laughs> did you know? Well, no, I, I, I woke up. And then the um, Arthur and some other guy and all the knights were running again into the into the epic battle. Oh, yes. Like, oh, the epic battle. And then the car show up. And they're like, ah, like the police, like, 
And then I'm like, what? And then, that, then it ends. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still basically that same reaction yeah. even if you watch the yeah. entire yeah. film. <laughs> He's like, I missed a crucial plot line. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And, and, and like after after watching the ending scene, and I was like, man, I really don't want to go back and like see what I missed because I don't feel like I missed anything because that's all that's all that the no, movie. You, you missed miss a lot. You, you missed miss yeah. so many good jokes. Yeah, I'm gonna. Have, yeah, I, I, just know, I, I I would recommend watching it. Yes, watching yeah. all, the rest of it. Um, but what else did I watch? I want oh. Before I got on this podcast, I watched the new Adam Sandler and David Spade movie on oh, Netflix. God, oh no! So <laughs> I watched it too, David. It's okay. You can cry about it. I made it through ten minutes. It wasn't what I was expecting. Towards the end, like oh yeah, I was just like, I don't know. We can spoil it. No one should watch this movie. So it's you can go out ahead for a while, and spoil uh, it. And, yeah, no one should watch it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just weird. It was like oh like. He found cancer and yep. like the cure to cancer and blah 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 and like the chemo companies are trying to stop. That's what I said on the podcast. I'm like they they try way too hard. Remember when I was like, oh yeah, I watched it. It wasn't like the what were we watching? And I'm like, yeah. they they dance around this like hard subject with like just stupid jokes and like awful awful reasonings for everything. I don't know. Yeah. It, um. it just wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but when I watched it. Not what it was like. Uh, yeah, like I, right when Lacey told me that's where they were, where they ended up with it. I was just like, "What? How do you how do you get from that point A to point B? Because like none of the marketing. Like, none of, all the, I watched the first ten minutes of the movie. Like yeah. none of that indicates that that's where they're going with it. So it's like, no. where did this come from? Because he's like, oh, like I'm FBI agent, and in the in the trailer trailers quotations and like in the reading, it's like, oh, he's an FBI agent, and then like that's not actually what he is. Like, and you find that out, like, 15 minutes into the movie. Plot twists, Aaron. Plot twists. In an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. Wow. I can think of nothing better. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you like the ending scene with uh, Adam Sandler's mom? Oh, it's so dumb. I was this like... This movie is so yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you liked it, that's fine, but I just was... No, I, I didn't necessarily like by they, how they made this movie. I was just like, why? I don't yeah. know, but um, I also watched... um. The Fast and the Furious, the yes. OG Fast and the Furious, and like, because you know they have seven of them now. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, and I was like scrolling. I'm like, this only has three stars. Like, how do they get seven of these movies when this one is only rated <laughs> at three stars on Netflix? I have no clue. Money, money. But like, money. how do these make money? Like, they're well, so they... bad. But they appeal to a very specific culture, I would suppose. That... That's true. Uh, yeah. No, so, so like, they have they have an audience. Movies, they uh, have an audience. Yeah. I don't know. I think the first ones, I the first ones one of the better films oh, of the no, franchise. I no, would say. No, no. no. It's, it's, really it's all it's, right. It's, it's it's Point Break with cars. No. It, right. I mean yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, so my main problem with it is that Paul Walker, he got better. He got way better by the end. But that first movie is just. 
oh, every line is so cringeworthy. It's like, why? Oh, yeah, the dialogue is horrible. It's the acting so is pretty wooden. And then oh, the man, plot... What are you talking about? Vin Diesel in that? Come on. <laughs> Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel in, like, every movie, though. So you can't really... Yeah. But I did, I did see that they have Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. Because Tokyo Drift is three, right? Yes. Yep. So, so like, it's now I'm like, oh. third, but it comes like sixth it's, in the timeline. The second to last film in the timeline. But watch it third. Yeah, it, yeah. The timeline doesn't make the timeline sense is no awesome. matter which way you. <laughs> I wait. You completely. I ironically love these films. You know, just like they're they're awful movies, but then I just I love them. Yeah, I no, know, me I, too. I actually I, I don't love all of them. I don't love number one. Number one is. Horrible, just horrible. I, no, I love the timeline four. thing is really messed up now. Huh? I don't get this timeline thing. You like? Okay, I have to watch it to know. The, <laughs> Tokyo Drift is the third movie they made. Yes, but then they go on to. There are prequel movies. In the sixth movie, they reveal that the third movie actually took place after the sixth movie. You knew that before that. Oh yeah, because the one main guy is. Uh, he, Part of the franchise. What's his name? I can't even remember. Han. Han, thank you. Han, Han is part of the franchise, and it's like he doesn't reference Tokyo Drift or whatever, but yeah. yeah. So it goes like one, two, four, four five, five six. six, and three kind of happen yeah. concurrently for a while. Or like yeah, six there's... happens, then no, three and seven happen. I'm not even going to try to figure yeah, three, this out. Three and seven happen. But, but you're. So you're saying I can watch one, two, Tokyo Drift, and you can watch sense. them in order. Yeah, you can watch, watch them, them in order. Yes, yes. You That's can watch them in order. That's the best way to do sure. it. Okay. Well, they don't. They didn't <laughs> put any thought into this. Because now, now I'm super rattled. I'm like, oh god. Like, they what made am I it gonna... unnecessarily complicated. They really so. did. Because they wanted Vin Diesel back. They're like, oh. How do we get Vin Diesel that's, back that's in here? That's the reason I love them. Like they're so absolutely stupid, and they're just like such a weird. Just, like, what they're trying to do, it's just oddly fascinating, I suppose. You need to watch them all, David, so when we get back to the ranking segment, we can rank those movies. Because I I honestly think one is second worst. I think four is definitely Well, there's three on Netflix, so, like, and I I I always want to have them. If you ever want to borrow them. You gotta watch X-Men first, though. Trust me, I'm trying. (laughs) Don't don't let me get into that. I also watch Jason Bourne. Oh, oh, I did too. I did. How do you? How do you? Have you seen them all, Aaron? Yeah. Yep. How, how do you like it? <laughs> it's basically the same movie. Yeah. It's it's like the exact oh, same oh, movie oh, all oh, over. Oh, oh. Not even getting into spoilers, Lacey. But I don't know. I I thought it was all right. I I thought it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. But like, I it still like wasn't as substantial as I would have liked. I suppose. Oh my gosh. What? Totally remembered. Remember how I was like in Suicide Squad? I was like totally like messed up about that scene. Oh my god. No, 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 no. We're not going back. We're not even going back because it was actually about Jason Bourne. Oh, the one punch scene. Yes. Yes, that annoyed me. That annoyed me so much. Okay, so, Jacob, you know how. It wasn't even the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) Let it be. So, but yeah, that oh is my God. You know how, David, you know. actually. <laughs> but it's enough for you to notice, Eric, correct? It, it just infuriates well, infuri- That was me. like the big, you know, tag at the end of all the trailers was yeah. that moment. And then in the movie, you're just like, what? Why did so, they do that? Wait, wait, let's, 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 let's um, explain this to Jacob. So, I don't, I don't, 
I want to make my own opinion about this scene. Well, no, you don't need your own opinion. I'm going to give you one. <laughs> no, I don't want that opinion. Yeah. I want my own opinion. Wrong. I'm a human being. All right, but Aaron is like, <laughs> internet, you know what I'm talking about. I hope you do. Aaron agrees with Considering me. Considering Jason Bourne didn't make very much money, I don't think they do. <laughs> it didn't make, it made enough. It made about as much as the other ones had at this point. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just surprised also, that it's not even in theaters around me anymore. Like my the theater most was packed. I don't know why. I went to like a Saturday. It was a Saturday night showing, like the third weekend of release, and it was like completely packed. Wow. I don't know why. I um I did have like my, like my few complaints were like in the very beginning I felt like the camera work was real shoddy. Like I feel like I feel like they just had some guy behind. He's like, oh crap! Like they moved over there. That's how all of them. Are. Yeah, that's basically the style of the films. No. Yeah, well, yeah, I know it's the style of the films, but, like, I felt, like, I felt at, by the end of the movie, like, they got, like, the guy off the key, like, man, you suck at video work. Like, because I understand the style of the films, but I think just, like, they really, like, either went overboard or didn't do it right. I don't yeah, know. Overcompensated. Just, like, like the first, like, 45 minutes. and But then but then it was better. And then, um... Maybe it was just being annoyed that they switched the camera work for that one scene. Yeah, maybe yeah, that, maybe that, that would push you salty. over the edge. <laughs> and then I also was kind of let down by how there weren't a lot more um, hand-to-hand scenes, like fist fight, like combat scenes, because okay. like the one at the end was just a little let let me down because I was like that's yeah, all the, it was. Yeah, the climax was a little bland. Yeah, because like in, in the old movies, like they were always just like monster, like mm-hmm. tear apart entire apartment like rooms, and this one was just like yeah. Like, I, like, I like the car chase before, but then the like yeah. final fight was a little lame. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was still I happy it, seeing it though. It it I enjoyed it, I suppose, but it did feel a little like formulaic. Like they just like they knew the beats. It's the same beats as the previous movies, and they're just following them. Like he, it, it feels a bit I'm, worse. He still has the same phone, that same headphone, you know, from, I think that's three. It's like, walk through, walk through the hotel. Don't turn around like this. He's like coaching the guy. That's now, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a David here and defend a movie I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> but do it. I dare don't you think you. it you needed can. to be formulaic because of the fourth one, you know, kind of being like, hey, this is a different kind of movie. This isn't Jason Bourne. So they needed to kind of bring people back in and then be like, all right, now for Jason Bourne five or whatever they're going to call it. You got Aaron Cross, you got Jason Bourne hanging out together. I don't think so. I think, like, I'm pretty sure Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon basically said, we're not going to come back and do a fourth film unless we think the story is good enough. And so then to just make the story the same as, like, the previous three stories, it's like, what's the point? (laughs) They needed money. Like, the movie didn't didn't add anything new. It was like a, it was a fine movie, but it didn't really do anything. Yeah, I Again, I haven't seen it. I'm just defending it because why not? <laughs> I'm pulling a David and a Prometheus moment. <laughs> but but you had awful points. Oh okay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, Shots let's fired. Move on. What's next, David? What you got? Um, I feel like I watch something else. Did we see anything else, Jacob? No. Well, what what was in movies so far? Like last week, I feel like I saw I, I saw something besides Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> you know his name. It's Matt yes. Damon. It was Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. What, what was in theaters last Jason week? Jason Bourne stars in Sausage Matt Park, Damon. Which you were going to come to, but then you bailed on. <laughs> yeah, I looked in my I looked in my wallet. And I was like, wow. I could have paid I, for you. 
Whatever, man. Your sister was there. Yeah, but with her boyfriend. Which, oh, I didn't like, even see her. My Marissa was like, hey, that's David's sister behind us. I'm like, I'm not going to turn around and look now because that would be weird. Um, <laughs> she'd be like, hey, no, I'm sorry. Like, I looked at my wallet. I was like, wow. I no, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm just broke. giving you a hard time. I, it's yeah, really okay. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, I saw another movie besides... I don't know. You didn't come with <laughs> <that. Let's laughs> if, if you remember it, we'll come back. Aaron, what did you watch this week? Okay, so I saw Jason Bourne. We talked okay. about that. Yep. And then I watched... I watched... Uh, I rewatched Brick, which is a film by nice. Ryan Johnson. It's like a noir detective thriller in a high school setting. I really love it. I put it on the list for Lacey. Yes. David, did you get that list? I sent it. Lacey ever sent you? Eventually it? I did, yeah. All right, so yeah, that movie's I put it on the list of movies I think Lacey would really enjoy because I really enjoy. It. I think it's a well-crafted movie, and you know I think Ryan wait, Johnson wait, is a good sec- director. Wait a second, so. the only reason I screamed "Do not" was because my cat was trying to bite me. So I well, I wasn't like being like "Do not talk about that, David," because that's what it sounded like. I'm going off tangents, and what are you what are you saying? It's oh, I was just movie. saying I think it's a really good movie, and I think. It's a good one to check out because it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who's going to do the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Eight. So he it's did a good indicator. Godzilla, right? No, that's the guy who's doing Rogue One. I got it mixed up. All right, I got gotcha. you. The guy who do, the guy who's directing Rogue, Rogue yes. One directed Godzilla. The guy yes. who's directing Episode Eight directed Brick. Right. I so, get them mixed up though. It's it's my bad. I'm I'm like that. <laughs> All right. And then. Uh, on the TV side of things, I finally finished watching Stranger Things after, like, okay. working through it for, like, a month, even though it's only, like, eight episodes. And my feelings didn't change. It was it was okay, but I never, it never, you know, latched onto me in any okay. meaningful way. I also watched the Olympics. I watched the little right. Olympics. I watched the Olympics so I could watch the Star Wars trailer. Oh, uh, the Rogue One? Ah, yeah. I've not seen it. I don't want to... See too much before this. It was all right. I think the first trailer did a better job of selling the movie, but mm. I'm just ready for that Star Wars Battlefront DLC, I... baby. No, nothing, <laughs> come nothing, on. Nothing they put out would make me not see this movie. You know? Yeah, that's basically <laughs> true. They're like Jar Jar Binks is back. Maybe they'll kill him. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, dude. He's the and... true Seth Lord. I don't know what you're what you're talking about, Draco. <laughs> no, they're saving that for Episode Nine, David. Thanks for me. What if that is just like the big reveal of the final <laughs> Star Wars? It would it would be amazing. I would lose my mind. I would no. Anyway, anything else, Aaron? Uh, well, I I wanted to highlight one of the shows I'm, I've been watching weekly. I don't always mention it because there's not you know need to mention a show every single week when it's right. just like airing once a week. But uh, I wanted to highlight Mr. Robot this week. Because okay. this week they had this, this really cool episode. It basically, it opens, and it's like, it opens as a, with like the retro logo for the USA Network, and then it turns into like an 80s sitcom, like a cheesy 80s sitcom. And then, okay. <laughs> it's just like the most confusing thing, and it does like a solid like 20 minute parody of <laughs> an 80s sitcom, but just like with all these like dark things, you know, just like... Like, the dude, the main dude, Elliot, is, like, he's, like, so confused. He's, like, what's going on? Why am I in this 
80s sitcom or whatever, and then just, like, there's a whole laugh track going, but then, like, okay. something will happen, like, his, his mom will, like, punch his sister in the face or something, <laughs> and then, like, the oh laugh God. track will go. So it's just, like, having, like, all these dark moments, but then, like, all just in this 80s sitcom thing. So, I don't know, I just thought it was just a really cool, really inventive thing that they're doing in that episode and just in the show in general. So I wanted to highlight it to recommend it to people. All right. I, I really do watch. need to start watching Mr. Robot. It seems like it's taking the whole world by storm at this point. Like, everyone's talking about Mr. Robot now. So that's exciting. I might have to check out uh, season one. Is it on anything, like, streaming? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, so. I, don't, I don't have that, Aaron. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really hate just, like, how Amazon Prime will get exclusives and it's like no one else has Amazon Prime. So it's yeah. like, I want to I wanna get people to watch these shows and then... I'm always like, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. And people are like, I don't have Amazon Prime. <laughs> Who has Amazon Prime? Exactly. <laughs> no, I I might have to find the Blu-rays then. Because you say it's really great, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll take your word for it. I might have to give that a try. No, All David? Right. You don't agree? But I, I don't know. If someone's like, oh, yeah, like, this, this is a great movie. I don't think I'll go just buy it. Or a great series. I don't think I'll go buy it, like, straight up. I've honestly bought tons of things just from Aaron being like, hey, this is a good thing. I'm like, let me give it a try. <laughs> nothing nothing against your opinion, Aaron, but, like, I'm cheap. I don't really do that either. I don't, I don't buy stuff I haven't seen, really. Because, like, I, I hate everyone. Well, I, I guess I'm opinions, just the odd man know? out. <laughs> Like, someone could be like, yeah, like, this is awesome. But like, well, I know you, and you really don't have any good ideas or opinions at all, so sorry. <laughs> wow, thanks, David. <laughs> Not you necessarily, Jacob. Oh, I'm totally, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. that's that's my list. That's it? All right. All right, so the things I've been watching this week. Let's start, let's start with Lights Out. I finally saw Lights Out. I really liked Lights Out. It was a fun, just, just, this is a horror movie that you can go and watch. I saw it in yeah, the like, middle of the day. Like a lightweight horror yeah. film. You, like, you, you watch it with a bunch of friends, you laugh and scream at it or whatever. One of those yeah. kind of things. I'm, and I've noticed this over, like, the horror movies I've been watching recently. I am so tense about everything. Like, that movie never really scared me, ever, but I jumped at everything. And, like, I left, and I'm like, that I won't lose any sleep over this movie. Didn't terrify me, like, It Follows, or, like, uh... It Follows, though. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, that... Love that film. Yeah, it's so great. Um, yeah, it never, like, really got to me on that level, but, uh, it was still just fun. Fun. And then, I disagree with your take on the ending, though, Aaron, which we won't spoil here, but... I feel like... Like, what you were saying, I understand what you're saying. I think that is, like, a way to take it, but I don't, I didn't take it that way. It's like, that's... I don't know. I, I, I just think that's the interpretation the movie leads you towards. I think that's just, like, the natural culmination of what it's trying to do, what it's trying to explore. And so, it was I, I think off-putting, it, leads... it was off-putting for me, but I guess if you don't interpret it that way... Yeah, like, I interpreted it as a flawed decision from a flawed character rather than the right decision. You know? But if it was a flawed decision, then it wouldn't have worked, but it did work. It 
there were other ways for it to work, though. For, like, there were other things it's to the fix the problem. It's the hero's tragic flaw. Hashtag AP English. There was, there was another Bam. way to fix that problem. But... Then why didn't they go that route? <laughs> because... Oh my god, I can't talk about it without spoiling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. We'll have to talk about this at some yeah. other well, point. Speaking of uh, horror movies, I, I was going to text Jacob slash Aaron today, but I forgot. I was at Walmart, and I was going through the cheapy blue bin, and it was a triple feature, all horror movies. It was like, um, the name some horror movies, Aaron. There were three good ones. <laughs> We're not going to have to name what's in there. I have to name three horror <laughs> it was like It was like three simple names. It was like the, the uh, Sinister. Oh, okay. No. Sinister's alright. And I didn't know, I had no idea if these were, but like I've heard of them. It was like The Haunting... And like one other thing, <laughs> it was like one other thing. But like I, I like I recognized them all from like, or not early two thousands, like mid like four years ago ish. But I was like, oh, this it's a triple feature. I was about to go, like, hey guys, should I get this? Do you know, get well, down with some horror. But, I can't say based on only one of the movies now, in the three pack, but I will say I do well, not like Sinister. Would so. you would you pay seven bucks for Sinister alone, Aaron? For Sinister alone. No, probably not. I think my opinion of Sinister, Sinister I think it has Sinister has like a really solid first half, and then the second half just kind of doesn't work, just kind of ruins it all. Sense. So, I I think it's okay at the end of the day, but depending on what the other two movies in the pack are, it's it's yeah, one to watch. It's, it's hard close. to. Oh, it was the Possession, Cabin in the Woods, and Sinister. Cabin Trouble. in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is excellent. Excellent. Film. It's more of a horror comedy than a yeah. straight up horror. But it's an excellent film. I would recommend it only for Cabin in the Woods, honestly. <laughs> so you so you pay seven bucks for all three of that? It was like the seven forty. I haven't seen uh what was the third one? The possession. The, pose- the um, possession. Yeah, I've not even no, seen that. The possession. Oh, I have not seen that. So all I right. can't say but the other two, Cabin in the Woods I love. Yeah. Sinister it's okay. Right. What? Oh my god. Anyway, you've <laughs> been watching Jake. Oh, sorry. I started. Uh, like I got back into Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, just watched the episode where they go to camp again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that episode a lot. The songs have not been as good this second half of the season. I don't know. Maybe just personal no. I would agree with that. But... I mean, I think there's still there's still like. A handful that I really love from the second half. Maybe you haven't gone to them yet. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I've only watched three in the second half, I think. So, but I would agree that the first half has a lot more of the better songs. Okay. Yeah. I I just I don't know. I like the direction the series is going. I like the emotional moments that you get with between Josh and uh, Rebecca. So I don't know. It's good. And then Greg. Still love Greg. He's the best. Um, all right, and then saw sausage party guys. <laughs> there were children in the theater. Serious, <laughs> trying to talk to me. There Did they were... stay the entire time? Oh yeah, the entire time. The first line in the movie is explicit, and they stayed through it. like that. Wasn't like just tipping them off. There's also did they, did they have a uh, parent with them, or was it just them? They had their mom and their dad with them, which. I don't know how okay. you'd be able to sit through, especially the end of that movie, and be, like, not just writhing in your seat totally. I've heard about the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
So Sausage Party is in the list of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg written films. I'd put it right under This Is The End. I still think This Is The End is a modern comedy classic. Nope. Um, yes, yes, and yes. Um, and it's just, it's... Sausage Party, even though it's an adult animated film, it still falls into the same problem that a lot of children's animation falls into, where everything is just like this, 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 this. Let's get as much into your face as possible within 30 seconds. And, uh, yeah, that, that's my main problem with it. But other than that, the jokes were all, for the most part, pretty funny. I chuckled throughout the whole time. Um, and then there were two scenes in particular that... They weren't funny when they started, but the longer and longer they go on, the funnier they get. And at the end, I was just in my, like, rolling in my seat, just laughing. So I would definitely see it if you don't get super easily offended. Because it is a movie that, like, really tries to offend you. But, like, because there's, there is an underlying message to the film, which is my favorite kind of comedy uh comedy that like tries to teach you something uh like uh south park movie mm. everyone loves it. have you seen it aaron or no i have not seen the movie i've seen Oof. a handful of episodes of the show but you, you should watch the movie it's on netflix now oh really yes I... would i appreciate the movie even though i don't know any of the characters yes. or i've ever watched it yes i mean you just gotta know it's like four kids who are have just potty yeah i get i get yeah i get the general idea of the show it's just yeah, i've never like sat down and been like wow yeah that's really i feel, like, I feel like with south park i usually i love <laughs> clips of it but then whole episodes i'm just whole like episodes eh. never work as well as the whole show but the movie solid solid film you know, um but yeah but yeah you you almost sold me on sausage party now i mean i know i was being a naysayer last sure. week you were. But that's because I thought I just thought the movie looked very insubstantial to me. You know, it looked like they had like two jokes and that was it. It's and, like but, a smart now, movie. But Believe now, like I've I've heard a little about the message they're trying to uh, bring to the table, I suppose. You know, the underlying message of the film. And then I also learned that Alan Menken did the score and the songs for the film. And then I was like, okay, so they're actually taking like this Disney parody aspect. Yeah. Like they have like this credible source for their disney parody so it's like the opening of the film is a huge musical number and it's outstandingly good um yeah i just it's definitely a really smart movie that wants to make you think while also just being as crude and crass as possible (laughs) so it's very it's very in the middle of those two things also gotta say all the voice actors did a great job. Couldn't even tell who James Franco's character was until they did the credits at the end. I'm like, I know James Franco's in this movie. Don't know who he's playing. But, like, yeah, there was that. Also, Michael Sarah's sausage looks exactly like Michael Sarah, And I have no clue how. No one else agreed with me. But it totally does. Anyway. there, That's that. And then again, I already talked about Fast and Furious, which... You know, I didn't. I don't like that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's really about it. All right, guys. Now we're going to be moving on to the casting segment this week. This week we are casting the first season of Lost. I already said that because I thought we were already doing that segment, which we weren't. Don't ever tell me what I can't do ever. This is destiny. 
This is destiny. This is, this is my destiny. But if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. You got some arnst on you. Teresa falls up the stairs. Teresa falls down the stairs. Teresa falls up the stairs. All right. So if Lost is if Lost was transformed into a movie. Yes, exactly. So guys, do you want to start with Jack then? Also, just if you're watching this and haven't seen Lost, we will not be spoiling anything about Lost except for like very early season one moments. So and if you've never seen Lost, then you obviously won't really care about this segment because also it's like the yeah. show ended like six years ago. Yeah, but we gotta be kind, you know. It's a great show, and everyone deserves to watch it. And be surprised. Anyway. All right, so Jack, so, who do we yeah, got? Let's let, Jack. Who should we let go first? David? David, I, I, I usually like to I let usually go close. last. Because let's let the, yeah, let's let David go last. Aaron, so you want to go first, then? Or do I can start. Let's, go, let's have you go first. All right, so my pick for Jack, I picked, you know, the pretty much first thought that came to my mind, pretty much the sensible choice for Jack, and that is Tom Cruise. <laughs> sensible choice. Cause he's, you know, he's that he's that leading man guy. He has, you but know, you see him as a doctor. I can see him as a doctor. He can pull off a doctor role, and then he also has that, you know, like unhinged aspect that you need for Jack. You know, because like okay. Jack sometimes goes like really crazy on he the really island, does. So, and Tom Cruise is crazy. Sci- uh, Scientology. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So I think okay. he can pull it off. All right. Uh, my choice is Idris Elba. Because I cast him in all <laughs> movies, and I think he actually would be a really great Jack. Um, he has that leadership role kind of built into his uh, into his uh, not persona. What I'm looking, his energy that he brings to all of his movies. I don't know. I think it could work. David, who you got? I chose Adam Sandler because I think the actor. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that I think the actor who plays Jack looks like Adam Sandler. So I was like. Man, he's just an Adam Sandler knockoff. Oh, no. Let's get the OG Adam Sandler in there. Oh, my God. That's way more perfect than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's actually yeah. amazingly terrible. <laughs> exactly. Can you see Adam Sandler, like, you know, the person, oh, my gosh, I broke my leg. Adam Sandler's like, crap, like, I'm dressed like a hobo today, but like, I'm trying to. I, just, I see where you're coming from, and it's a the, beautiful disaster. <laughs> he does the either we live together or die alone speech, but in that weird Adam Sandler voice that's yeah. in on one of his movies. And then I want to see Adam Sandler with some weird Taiwanese tattoos, like, let's do it. Uh, Aaron, I feel like you're going to go with Adam Sandler. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that to you. Maybe I would. I'm going to go with Adam Sandler. Hey, Adam Sandler it is. Let's go. Aaron, (laughs) think of it this way. This is his way to redeem himself. You know, he could be a serious actor. You know, he tried in Funny People. He tried in that Cobbler movie. But this is his real chance. You know what I'm saying? All right. I think after the cobbler, he doesn't get a second chance. No, no, probably not. <laughs> All right, who do we have for Locke? Aaron. All right, so I went with Kevin Spacey. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Just obviously he visually has... similar, but then he also, I think he, it, I, I, my main mar- argument of this 
rests in the usual suspects, but I'm not sure if either of you have seen it. I haven't. So but I know, not... I know the twist of the movie, so... Even then, I'm not going to spoil it for yeah, David no, or any other that. podcast. Like, I know, what you're, but, I know where you're coming from. But yeah, there's just aspects, the, the different facets of his character in The Usual Suspects just made me think he can pull off all the different facets of Locke, because they're like, there's, there's parallels, you know? He's got that House of Cards kind of, like, calm collectiveness, too, that he can pull through. Right, like, he, he can do, like, the meek role kind of yeah. thing just like acting like he's not as strong as he is but then he can also do that really assertive intimidating dude or the really calm dude so i think he right. has the aspects you need in luck all right well my choice i don't think it's as good but i might be able to win one of you guys over to my side uh mark hamill as Locke. <laughs> <laughs> well aaron's apparently not on my <laughs> side <laughs> what do you think david make, make, mark make hamill? case I've heard, of Mar- I've, I've heard of Mark Hamill before. You know who Mark Hamill is, right? Luke Skywalker? Oh. Voice okay. the Joker? Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah, I already can't. I can't you cast him as Batman. I'm like, wait, you, you know who Mark Hamill is, right? Um, I, I was making a connection. It's, look, it's late. Make a, make a the internet is lost. lost. My That's case really for Mark Hamill is locked. He's got the age already. He's got that going for him. Um, can't you just see him no. doing the, but I was going to go to the something station for power converters, doing that, but in like the don't tell me what I can't do kind of like scene. You know what I'm saying? Like he has that. Uh... Dude, dude, okay, pause. Listen to what you just said in like, yeah. your argument. Yeah. <laughs> you, you That's like quoted... a David level argument. Hey, I thought no, it was no, a good I mean, choice. That's just me, though. You know what I mean, David. That's no, no, I, I no, love no, your no that's, so, that's insulting. I have a solid, I have a solid argument pattern, but I'm not just like rambling on about random. Like I don't know what Jake was rambling on about. Yes, I have, I have yes. at least a, a train of no, patterns. That's your cast. Your casting is basically. Me, wouldn't it be funny if this dude was no, like take a role this funny. way? It's no, like, that's I what David did, and that's I don't agree with you. No, but like, just just oh, think, Aaron. That when you say it that way, it's a little bit better. But the way you said it, I was just like, okay, well, that's but, that's but, what but I now mean. it's okay. Oh, now I okay. he has that hint of mystery that you see in the end of the Force Awakens. You know, John Locke is a mysterious character. Just, I mean, that if if the end of the Force Awakens is not a complete like him trying to be John Locke, I don't know. I don't know. What I don't you want. think you should be using the end of Force Awakens as. An example of Mark Hamill's acting talents. You gonna tell me he's not great as the Joker? I, well, that's I, that's the thing. Like, I he's he's basically been defined as the Joker in my mind now. So, like, I don't even really see him as Luke Skywalker anymore. He's just like the Joker. Maybe that will change with Episode Eight, but just I don't know. Maybe he could pull it off, but just. Fine, whatever. No, David, who, yeah. <laughs> who you now, got? Now, you, you talked about mystery of John Locke. Okay. Now, when I think of the word mystery, I think of Vin Diesel. Nope. <laughs> 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 can, can you see Vin, Di- Vin no. Diesel's like... Uh, I'll do a Jacob argument. No, I'm going to say a random... I'm going to say random John Locke line. Uh, the numbers mean something, but imagine Vin Diesel... Just talking about the numbers. That's not nearly gravelly enough for me. So, come on, David. It's gravelly, but also like slow because if he starts talking quickly, no one would understand what he's saying. 
Andy's bald. He's bald. Okay, well, that's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go with Kevin Spacey on this one. So, yeah, that's fine. Hey, good good job, Kevin. You are now a part of... I would just love to see try to see uh, Vin Diesel. Diesel try to pull off, like, the wheelchair version of Locke. Yeah, like, the really <laughs> big emotional moments. Like, I don't know if he'd be able to do it. Like, Vin Diesel does not have range as an no. actor. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. All right, guys. Next, we have Sawyer. Aaron. Okay, my pick was just uh, Taylor Kitsch. From John Carter, Battleship, Gambit, and X-Men Origins Wolverine, True Detective Season 2. Okay. Season no one liked. Uh, So you you gave, like, horrible examples of this man. Well, those those are his examples, but... (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well... I don't know, he's just, he has that same kind of... They look similar and he has that same kind of, like, personality kind of thing. (laughs) I don't know. Well, like I said before the podcast, Aaron, mine is a list of giving people a chance to prove themselves as actors. Um, So my choice for Sawyer is John Gallagher Jr. from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, No, you don't see it? No, I don't see it. Ah, He has the southern accent already, so he's got that going for him. And then, you know, he's just like this nice... Nice guy, calm guy in 10 Cloverfield Lane. I feel like he could pull off being a jerk, just a huge jerk. That would be a chance for him to prove himself. I feel like we need to really just, uh, you know, show this man some love. I don't think he has that sarcastic aspect down. All right, well, let's see who David has then. Well, I chose James Franco. All right, well, James Franco is over. (laughs) Alright. You gonna make a case for it or You don't even need to. You put James Franco oh. in a movie, he's gonna be in it. I mean because Sawyer's Sawyer's considered attractive, James Franco's considered attractive. Honestly, I, was... I really see James Franco as Sawyer. Because but because Sawyer is like Sawyer is one of those characters I loved Sawyer's character, but I hated like him as a person. He was like literally Like you you hated the character he, who the character uh, like, was. Like, you, you, lo- you love to hate him. Like, he's yeah. one of those characters. Gotcha. And, well, I love to love James Franco. And James Franco can be that, that, that like, oh, I hateable, literally hateable don't care guy. about <laughs> hateable guy, but still, like, man, I just, I just like him, though, even though I want to hate him. Like, I could see him just taking the medicine, and, you know, Adam Sandler would be like, give me the medicine, and James <laughs> Franco's like, screw you, dude. <laughs> Adam Sandler and James Franco in a movie. It's going to be great. He's- <laughs> well, like no. I'm obviously already outvoted, but like I'm on the brink of being convinced. J- James Franco would be a good choice. Like, sit down and think about being like doing that big James Franco smile, like when he's like tied up to a tree and they're shoving like bamboo things under him. I'd I'd still go with my pick, but obviously I'm outvoted. Well, Aaron, you have a chance in the second half of the cast to uh, get some of your people in. You know, I got Kevin Spacey in. Oh, that's true. I have no one in here. <laughs> Yeah, come on, Lacey. All right, so Kate, the worst character on Lost, other yeah. than the small characters like Ana Lucia and... Oh, my God. What's name? Not Shannon. Rebecca. I, I don't like Shannon. Shannon. Calm no. down. Shannon's the worst. Shannon gets redemption. Um, what? No, what's the girl's name who, like, falls down like a dinosaur in season four? Season five, sorry. What? She Redhead girl. 
played by Rebecca Mater. I have no idea. Daniel. Oh, Faraday. Daniel Faraday's girlfriend. Daniel Faraday's girlfriend. Yeah. I don't remember her name. I don't either. But I know who you're talking about. She's off. Kind of. I don't remember the falling down like a dinosaur. Oh, it's but... so bad. It's the worst thing in all of Lost. Anyway, Kate, who you got, Aaron? Anyway, I went with uh, Felicity Jones. Okay. Who is going to be the lead in the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, okay. maybe. Maybe. That's a good description, because I know, I know what, that, what that actor looks like, because that new trailer, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, my choice is Emily Blunt as Kate. What does Emily Blunt um, do? She's been in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, help me out here. What else? Oh, you know, she's also been in uh, uh, I'll Wait. The Huntsman. Yeah, the Huntsman. Winter's War. Winter's War. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, gosh. Sicario. Uh, what would Sicario, David know her from? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm like, I know. I'll just, I'll just look, I'll look her up. Look her up. Look her up. Emily um, Blunt. Yeah, I feel like she has the, uh, like, just basically just from a role in edge of tomorrow like that cool calm collectedness in that role uh just transported to kate and she can have those emotional moments still uh which kate completely lacked as a character she's in the devil's where the devil wears prada into the woods the justin barrow she's in looper have you oh. seen any of these movies <laughs> i've seen adjustment barrow okay um but yeah i feel like this is a chance to take Kate back. Make her a good character. Okay, know? so that's what I was going to say is, like, I love uh, Emily Blunt as an actress, and I think she could do well in the role if they transformed oh. Kate into a cool character. Yeah. Because I was working more off the... It, I think Emily Blunt's, like, too intimidating to be Kate, because Kate's just... Kate's lame. awful. So, if you want to make Kate a good character, you obviously need to cast Tina Fey. Nope. Tina Fey. <laughs> on, on the island. What She'd be like, Tina oh, these Fey? Yeah, what, why are you... I mean, I, mean I, like, I like Tina Fey, but you can see her in these... These are strange weird. roles for her. I mean, she's got to get out of her box, man. She needs to do more things. <laughs> All right. Well, with I that think... in mind, David, who are you going for? Because I don't think we're picking Tina Fey. I'm, I'm... No, I'll go for Emily Blunt. So. Oh, you will? All right. Like, I'm yeah. saying, like, I'm just saying, I think she's too good for the role of Kate, because Kate's a terrible role. She is Emily too good. Blunt is a good actress. But we need to fix Kate. We need to make her a good, yeah, that's a good what, character. That's why I'm voting. Who, her, whose only character trait isn't, I mean, don't that, follow me, Kate. I mean, I, have, I, haven't seen, anyway. I haven't seen Felicity Jones in a lot of stuff, so I can't say whether she's a good or bad actress. I don't she think... Was, I'm not it, trying to say that she would be a bad actress. No. For the role. I'm just saying no, that she... No, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. She was in Amazing Spider-Man, too. She was briefly very like, scene but <laughs> at no point whatsoever. <laughs> For yeah, no reason at all. All right, so now we got Charlie. Who we got, Aaron? <laughs> oh, I went with uh, Donald Gleason. Ooh, I like Donald Gleason. I don't know that he works for Charlie though. Well, I mean, like he's Irish, not British, but I don't know. I think I've been, uh, you probably haven't <laughs> seen Frank yet. Frank's on your list. I've not I seen think. Frank. He is in Brooklyn, though. Have you seen Brooklyn yet, Aaron? I have not seen Brooklyn yet. You need no. to see Brooklyn. But I don't know. I think he he can definitely pull off the the musician side of Charlie. Okay. And I think I think he's a good enough actor to stretch into like the more drug addicted Charlie. So. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So my choice, this is out there, but let me argue this. Amelia Clark as Charlie. Oh, okay. What? what? <laughs> What's it's, your big deal? I'm just saying it's a odd I'm, I'm choice. Waiting, I'm waiting for the explanation. So my explanation is Lost, for the first season, really doesn't have any strong female characters. It's really bad, if you really think on it. Kate yep. kind of tries, but not really. And if we're going with a Kate from the show, not a good character. Claire is just basically, for the first season, a burden on everyone. Sun is, like, under Jin's control for the whole first season. Um, so, I think... Cha- I think she's, her, she's still a strong character, but yeah, she doesn't get a lot to do. Kind of, yeah. But, like, Charlie is a big part of the first season. I think maybe just switching the role uh, to a female gets, like... Because when you look at the main characters of the season one, it's usually you go Jack, Locke, uh, Charlie, and then Kate. Kate shouldn't count but (laughs) i mean i think putting amelia clark in there i mean she has good acting skills obviously she's in the the, she's in them games of thrones uh she's she's okay in game of thrones what i've seen i like i think she's just fine she's but um, yeah like she's fine she doesn't like the show or anything but no but like she this will give her a chance to really expand her horizons as an actress, I think. I'm and still not sold on her as Charlie, though. Just like I'm just like saying, you, we you're need. You're saying you want to add more female characters. I but think then we need a more. Why would she be a good Charlie? Why would she be a good Charlie? Yeah. Because, all right. Because let me think on because... this. Hey, David, you know who do you get? I'm gonna Charlie. I'm gonna have argument in a second, but Charlie needs to be played by Charlie Day. <laughs> Simple. Listen. Charlie, Charlie in the first season, he's off the wall. He's weird, right? He's on drugs. He's all out I there. I suppose, yeah. Suppose, yep. Yeah. Charlie Day, Not completely like that kind. <laughs> no, let me. Charlie Day, in in always sunny Philadelphia, plays a drug addict. Lots mm-hmm. of basically anything will huff it. So, Charlie is also the lead singer of a band. Drive, drive yeah. shaft. Mm-hmm. Charlie's also Charlie Day is also very musical. I want to see Charlie Day in Drive Shaft and like yelling at his brother, like "Come on, man, it's about the music." And, I don't know Charlie Day, man. Now I want to see Charlie Day on the on the island, just like. Well, I mean, oh. I just don't think Charlie Day can handle the more emotional moments. Emotional moments. What are you talking? I'll be. I'll do a Charlie he's Day. Not, he's what not happy with Charlie Day in a movie where he's not playing the goofball. I mean, how many, he's been in what? Bad boss, dirty boss. What is it? Bad bosses. Horrible bosses. bosses. <laughs> There's <laughs> no emotional moments in that. Thing. No, no, I'm, I'm trying no, to. That's, think. A, that's what, a comedy. What movies, yeah, what movies? He was in Pacific had, Rim. But he was just Pacific the, Rim. The whole movie's goofy. Belief. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'm. I'm not saying that as an example of him being dramatic. I'm saying that's another no. movie. Then where he's just I like the fact ball. that like Pacific Rim is a movie. Just. Never mind. Pacific Rim is a movie. You are right. <laughs> it is a movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I'd say you're right. Um. Anyway. All right. So let me just make a final argument for Amelia Clark. Charlie Day. She can handle those emotional moments. I think she's great yeah. in Game of Thrones. From what is I she think. A good, is she gonna be a good heroin addict? Yes. 
I can okay, s- I can definitely see her as a heroine. Exactly. <laughs> not not, not, you're not acting like that. We're not as like, a no. <laughs> um, Let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, it sounded bad. Uh, but she can also. Have you seen her like in interviews at all? She's a like a really likable person. She's a funny person. She can handle those comedy moments. I think if she's just given the right material, I don't know. I think she would work. But I don't know. I'll move from I'll move from Amelia Clark if no one thinks they're gonna go for her. No, okay. Then I I'm gonna have to go with Aaron's choice, and I can't even remember who it is. But I just can't see. Uh, Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. Yeah, I do like. Alright, so Dom Hall Gleason is a part of this movie. Who's next? Uh, Jen. Okay. So, this one's definitely not a real choice for me, but Aaron, who do you got? Okay. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, so forgive me if I'm not. But, uh, Byung Han Lee. Okay. He was Storm Shadow in the G.I. Joe movies. Okay. Yeah, he I know was... what you're talking about. The T-1000 in Terminator Genesis. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a uh, great movie. I know, I think he can do that. You know, because like in the first season especially, Jen's just kind of like a really hardcore person, you know? Like, he's yeah. just kind of like angry all the time. So I yeah. think I think he can do it. <laughs> so that leads into my choice, a really hardcore, angry all the time person. <laughs> and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so give me a little leniency on this. But Ken Jeong. <laughs> um. <laughs> David, you've seen The Hangover, right? Yeah. Is the it, guy I who's mean... naked in the trunk in The Hangover. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the Spanish professor in Community. Um, <laughs> he has his own new show on ABC or whatever, which Dr. is like canceled Ken. now. No, it got, I think it got renewed. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see Ken Young as uh, Jin. That'll never win, so I'm going to move. But David, who do you got for Jin? He's been in all three Rush Hour movies. Oh, okay. Who do you guys think I'm casting? No, Jin. Jackie Chan? Heck yeah, I'm casting Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. You know, not not right. Korean, but no, I know I, that, I know specifically he's not Korean. That's why I cast him. <laughs> That's strange. All right, Cause, cause, I'm gonna have to go with Aaron though. Because <laughs> oh, like they'll be like, oh, I'm from Korea, but he's gonna have all this like thick Chinese accent, and they'll like viewers are gonna be like, what? Like, no, you're not from Korea. Especially he has to like speak in Korean for most. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aaron, how do you how do you pronounce your guy's name? Well, I, I'll just we'll have you come back. My, be, my best. List. Okay. Yeah. Um. So who do we got for son? Uh, I have uh, Duna Bai. She was in Cloud Atlas. Have you seen that? I've not. I kind of avoided that. How good is How like, good is that, Aaron? I like it. Because I, I like I I've ever seen the trailers for it, and like I'm always just like, oh my god, look, this looks really really good. Yeah, I I enjoy it. I would recommend it. It's definitely. I, it has, like, it's a bit long, it's a bit uneven, because, you know, it's doing so many different kinds of stories at once, but I, yeah. I personally enjoy it. That's the people who made The Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. But, yeah, she basically just plays, well, she plays multiple roles in the movie, but her main role 
is like this kind of like android like character who like gains sentience and has to like lead a rebellion of all the androids or whatever. So it's just kind of that same kind of like breaking out of oppression that Sun has to do. So okay, right. well, my choice for Sun is Jamie Chung. Um, she plays Mulan in Once Upon a Time. That's oh, a, okay. about all I've seen her in. But she was fine on that show. When That was about when I stopped watching the show is when she came in. But I was like, oh, you're a good actress for the most part. Just given horrible material that is known as Once Upon a Time. That's still hey, going for some reason. Shut up, Lucy. Good <laughs> show. <laughs> no. David, who you got for You're just addicted to it. <laughs> uh, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yep. I casted Jack Black, but oh no, <laughs> purely, purely Jack Black's stomach painted as a sun, and he rotates around Jen the entire show. <laughs> oh and, and, my and, God. <laughs> and when people ask Jen about like what is this guy like who is this like when he finally gets the game, he's like oh that's my son. It's a and Sun has no speaking lines. It's literally just <laughs> rotating. Biggest play on words ever. Because it's like, oh, is it, is it literally like the Sun? Like the S U N? Or is it like, oh, it's um, Jackie Chan's Sun as an S. <laughs> but, you, but even though it, just his belly is painted. It's still a full body shot of him rotating. So it's like Jack Black's face, except it's literally just his stomach's painted. I'm like, listen, <laughs> crying from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, David. <laughs> Thank you for that. You guys gonna give me that one? No. Why not? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, because we need a real character. <laughs> that is a real character. Aaron, who did you pick again? I don't remember. Uh, do not buy. Okay. Is that who you're going with? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. You need Jack Black in this. You want? You wanna? You wanna move over to my side, Jamie Chung? Anyone? No. I like my choice better. Okay. Know. What's her name again? I'll write it down. Uh, do not buy. Okay. Oh my God. Now we're going to move on to uh, Claire. Aaron, who you got? All right, so my Claire <laughs> is uh, Ivan Strahovski, who is a bit old to be Claire. Yeah. But I... she's not that old. But, like, Claire's supposed to be <coughs> 19. But I'm just saying she's, she's Australian, and I want to see, I want to see her do more movies. Because she was so great in Chuck, and then just like she keeps on trying to do all these films, and she keeps on picking these terrible, terrible films. Like what? Like what has she been in? Like, like I Frankenstein. Oh, awful. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad choice on her part. <laughs> so I wanted to get in a good movie because she's a very talented actress. All right. And she's a blonde Australian, so she works for Claire. Just got age up the character <laughs> a little. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the sun. Um, all right, my choice for Claire is Teresa Palmer from uh, Lights Out, also Warm Bodies. Uh, gosh, there was one other one. 
I can't remember. I can't remember it anymore. But um, I thought she was a very magnetic lead in uh, Lights Out. She was a believable uh, young person, I guess. Like, she took the script and, and made it her own in a way. Um, I just felt like... That As kind a character, of, she was very magnetic on the screen. Whenever she was on screen, like you couldn't and, help but. In Lights Out, she kind of does that thing where, like, she has to like become the parent figure. Yeah. In a relationship when she's not quite prepared for it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Teresa Palmer's a great choice, honestly. But Dave, yeah, who like you got her. for Claire? For Claire? Yeah, for Claire. <laughs> for Claire, I got. Yes, um... for Claire. <laughs> I got Jeanette McCurdy Jeanette. from <laughs> Sam from iCarly. <laughs> so, something was just something was just given. Like I don't know. Like I felt it. And I just went with what I felt. And I can see it. I'm like, you know, I can see. It. Like I can oddly see it as well. But I don't know that I want to see it. <laughs> Aaron, what are you thinking on that one? <laughs> I mean. I, I get where you're coming from. I can I can almost see it, but I don't know. <laughs> I think Teresa Palmer is a better choice. I mean, we we all know like she can act. You've seen her in Sam and Cat. Like, come on, guys. Is that a real thing? That was I have a not. Real show. I have not seen Sam and Cat. I've seen iCarly oh. or whatever show she was on. Was she on iCarly? No, yeah, iCarly. Yeah, she's on. Oh, that's okay. I can't keep them straight. They're all the same. Know. What's that guy's name who does like all those shows? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, it's like Drake and Josh. Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve. No, 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 no. Uh, the guy who makes it. Uh, Forget his no, name. I don't remember. He does like all of them. Um, all right, now we're on to Saeed, our final uh, role to cast. Okay, yeah. So me and Lisa were talking a little about this because we had a really hard time finding an actor for Saeed. Yeah. Because obviously he's uh, from Iraq. Yes. So I typed in Iraqi actors in Google, and the first result was Saddam Hussein. So... <laughs> yeah, it really is, like, It really it, that's is. That's the legit first result on, like, IMDb or something. It's... So... I don't know. I'm not familiar with too many Iraqi actors, so I just kind of went in an interesting direction. And I'm going to cast uh, Zayn Malik from oh One my Direction. God. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> No! Oh, no! I think I have the best yep. choice for this. Huh, well, I said you, I think Jacob. I might actually have the best choice for this. Screw because you, I'm Jacob. Just I'm just saying. David's going to go. Zane, he has a uh, Palestinian heritage. Right. right. And he, he he was the bad boy of the group. So, you know, he's, he's the he rebel. He left early. He's even though he bad boy. People, you know, even though he told his entire fan base, oh, I'll never leave One Direction. Drop solo album exactly. next year. See, he's the bad boy. So he could be. He and could then, be then he's when he's with Shannon, he can sing that pillow talk song to her when they're together. Like, it'll be great. It'll be great. All right. So my choice is uh, Rahul Kohli. He's in I Zombie. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen I Zombie or not, Aaron. I have not. No. Uh, well, he's is good. He like, I've seen the ads though. It's like he's like the uh, medical examiner, like dude that yes. helps her out. Yes. He was also. Shout out to another podcast. I'm the Game Over Gruggy Show. And he's a funny, thoughtful guy. Um, he has that range in iZombie where, you know, he can be a serious person. I don't know if he'd be able to torture people, but you never really know, do you? I don't know. David, who you got? Well, I think torture. I think Aziz Ansari. 
That is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Explain <laughs> that connection that? first. <laughs> Means, like, because remember when he's about to t- torture um, Sawyer, and he's like, "Oh, you see these reeds in my country? We like we stick them in between the fingernails." I, like, yeah. I, I could see Aziz Ansari like trying to do this scene, but like cracking up and like messing up the scene and like just like, instead of completely changing it. But, like, I I want to see him be Saeed. Oh, yeah, see this? Like, speak French. Like, I'm going to fix this, like, remote. And, like, I'm super smart. I'm, like, it's super... Aziz Ansari, he's the right choice. Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. Entertainment 720. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, tell me why I'm wrong. No. I just... He, that he's You're leaning too much on the comedy, I think. I don't think he could do those big... Like, Saeed has, like, really really messed up scenes like where he's like has to deal with his like he has to face his what he's done to people and how he's tortured people his whole life and like that's a huge part of his character and i don't i just don't think aziz can us yeah aziz and sorry can do like can handle that kind of uh, i think he can and then later come out with the stand-up about that it's like yes yeah, so i was in the show lost so david's no. not gonna move aaron are you gonna have me torture people i'm not i'm not sold on your guy yet Who's yours again, Aaron? I can't even remember. Who's your... Zane. Zane, Zane Malik. I'm not... How are you not so on mine, but you're like, Zane, yeah. He could do it. <laughs> I, think he, I think he has untapped potential. You know? Oh my god. Okay. I know, I know like, nothing about One Direction, but... Then Zane Malik is our new... <laughs> is our new side. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Or who are we going to get to direct this complete and utter train wreck? Alright, so I went with the sensible choice. Christopher Nolan. Okay. That's a good choice. There's not really much to say about that, I guess. He can handle the ensemble cast. Yeah. And he can do, like, the more crazier plot twists. The insane mixing the sci-fi with the other themes, you know. Yeah. I gotcha. So. It works. Um, let me just make sure I have this guy's name right. But I had two choices. At first, I was going to go with uh, David F. Sandberg, the one who, the guy who directed Lights Out. I'm like, let's give oh, him bigger. Quite a, huh? That's quite a leap. Oh yeah, no, I know. That's what the, that's what they like to do in Hollywood nowadays. You know, <laughs> that's you make true. a small movie, you get to be promoted. And I believe his name. I believe I have his first name right. Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, I think so. Who did Ten Cloverfield Lane? I think uh-huh. that's my choice. I think he can handle the suspense of it all. I think he can handle the tension uh, because the tension in 10 Cloverfield Lane is one of the best parts of the whole movie, even though I absolutely hate the ending and it almost ruined the whole movie for me. Um, <laughs> all that, that like escalated. You absolutely, hated, you absolutely hated the ending of that? I, the more I think about 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm like, I wish they just cut out that whole end part and I would love the movie. Now I'm yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about 10 Cloverfield Lane. That like how I feel ruined. about Lights Out. Yeah, I guess so. For somewhat different reasons, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I think he can definitely handle that tension. Oh, wow. My phone just freaked out I because I hit it. Um, but I think he can handle that tension for sure. Um, David, who you got directing this? Steven Spielberg. Come on. <laughs> I mean... I need, the, yeah, I need that plane explosion. That. I need that plane explosion in 10 different shots. <laughs> it's just like... And 20 it's just times like... bigger. 
move over, JJ Abrams. Okay, let, <laughs> let, the, let the master take over. Just the master went, went my style. <laughs> no, I'm your entire vote. career is just a rip off of my work, and now I'm just gonna come in, show you how it's done. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, go I like you, JJ Abrams. You're a good director. I'm gonna go with Christopher Nolan as well. Christopher, we Nolan. both agree. Christopher Nolan's unanimous. <laughs> All right. So let's look through our uh, awful uh, cast. Awful. Jack, what are we talking about? Awful. The first one is awful. Jack is Adam Sandler. That's your fault, Lacey. That's I mean, I did too. choose that, but I just—it's too funny to pass up. Locke is Kevin Spacey. Just imagine a debate between Adam Sandler and Kevin Spacey in your <laughs> mind right to. now. Sawyer is played by James Franco, which I think is probably the best casting choice on here. Thank you, thank you. Um, Kate is Emily Blunt. Uh, Charlie is Domino Gleason. Sorry, Amelia Clark, I tried. Um, Jin is, I can't remember his name. So uh, Young Han Lee. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. I believe that that's way, how you pronounce it. Son is Dunabai, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, Claire is Teresa Palmer. Good, good for you, Teresa Palmer. Saeed is Zayn Malik. <laughs> and Christopher Nolan is directing it. And the sad part is, Christopher Nolan could probably turn this around and make it a good movie. <laughs> Hey, you know, he's going to have experience working with a One Direction member, because Harry Styles oh, yeah, he's in, is in Dunkirk. I'm excited for Dunkirk, man. I'm I am, too. I'm not as excited as I would be if it was an original concept from Christopher <laughs> yeah. Nolan, but I still think it's going to be good. He needs to do what he needs to do. He wants to win an Oscar is what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. That just just watching like the little teaser trailer, I'm like, this is Oscar bait, pure and simple. <laughs> Alright, well that is our cast for the Lost movie. Um, let us know who you would cast in these roles in the comments. Now we'll be moving on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Huh? No! And this time, guys, my movie, I have the movie, but my movie is not quite as incompetent as Aaron's movie last week. Um, something about Robin Hood, the ghost. Robin Hood, of, Ghost of Sherwood Forest. Thank 3D. you. 3D. 3D. Um, but it is highly incompetent, and it's proof why YouTube should never become movies. Um, this is the Smosh movie. It's, have you seen it, David? I remember, I, I used to watch so much Smosh. Me too. Me too. Smosh, like, they, they, were, they had some great things going, and, like, obviously, like, people, oh, people run out of ideas, so, like, they just... I don't think it, that's their problem. That's not the... <sighs> I think their problem is their audience grew up, and their comedy didn't grow up with their audience. Like, it's still the same juvenile dumb stuff that made me, that, like, made young me laugh. Uh, but now that I have a refined sense of humor, guys, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just it doesn't fit. But let's get to the actual main main point, the Smosh movie. It's on Netflix. Don't watch it. It's complete trash. Uh, so the Smosh movie is about Ian and Anthony, the, the leads, seem like good guys. So I really can't fault. I, I can't, I'm not trying to be, like, mean to them. They, they seem like nice guys. But, uh... It's about them. They have awful lives, and uh, they have, like, a high school reunion coming up, and so they need, like, a video 
of Anthony like doing a backflip and embarrassing himself gets like? spread around on the what? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying they needed a video. No, no, no. High school reunion. <laughs> no, no. The the video gets posted online. It starts making its rounds on YouTube. Uh, right when this high school reunion is excellent going to product placement. Yeah, Top I know, notch. right? And uh, so they need to go to YouTube to ask to take the video down. That's the main plot of the movie. So they show up to the YouTube headquarters. They can't, they can't just email them? No, no, they can't do that. Because then how could you get Grace Helbig working as a uh, as a uh, secretary in this movie? It's just like, why, Grace? Why would you do this? Like, you're doing fine for yourself. You don't need to be in this movie. Um, so they go to, like, the headquarters and... Obviously not a real place. It looks drawn, and the, like, YouTube logo is not the YouTube logo. It's, I don't know why they were afraid of, like, copyright infringement on this. Oh, so not excellent. It's, it's not. It's really bad. And it's, like, complete CGI as their, like, big sign for the YouTube headquarters or whatever. So they go in, and they're like, hey, we need to talk to Mr. YouTube Turns out there's a real person named Mr. YouTube. This is the kind of comedy. Is it we're like Mr. In. U. Period Tube? I or don't. Or his name Mr. I'm sure it was something really stupid. Why YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> but played by someone who's way above this, <laughs> Michael Ian Black is in this movie. <laughs> is he way above it? Probably not. But he's above the Smosh movie. <laughs> like, so he's in this, and it's just like. Any real what? actors in this movie are above it. Yeah. So then he's like, guys, I can't take the video down. You got to go into YouTube to take Why? the video down. Because movie, Aaron. So they go, <laughs> so they go into, there would be no movie if they didn't go into YouTube. Come on. Well, maybe there shouldn't be Come a movie. On. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they go into YouTube and they start like channel hopping because this is the way to get their all their friends into it because we need all these weird cameos so you got markiplier like playing a video game but like the fakest looking video game i've ever seen in my life like these smosh is like one of they make the most money of like all of the youtube channels other than like pewdiepie of course but so how they couldn't get a better but like a better budget to at least license a video game to be like, hey, can we use this in our movie? Just, it blows my mind that they thought... There's a scene where they're, like, they're running away from a CGI gorilla. I'm like, they're obviously behind a... Why? Huh? Why? Because it's a That's movie. I mean... <laughs> so they're I running mean, away. You, question, question. Do you, yeah. ever, do you ever wonder why um, there's the gorilla in that Spongebob episode when Patrick takes off his mask and it's the gorilla? Like, you ever wonder that, Aaron? Because they were so high when they made that episode, is my guess. I guess I did not know. Or maybe, maybe. Or I, I was that... no, I was watching the. Uh, I was actually watching SpongeBob the other day, the night shift episode, oh but God. it just ends with like, who's turning Nosferatu. the lights on at all? <laughs> Nosferatu. It's like, what? <laughs> what is the show? Um, but yeah, so they're obviously behind like there's a green screen behind him they're just like doing like the fake jogging in place or whatever and it's so awful and then they like jump to hey now we're in jenna marbles channel and jenna marbles honestly she does the best she can she tries to salvage her part in this film but her videos her videos aren't 
like some they're hit or miss, but like sometimes I'm like her early okay. stuff. And I think yeah. Um, but yeah, so she like she really tries to sell this, and like, but no, it just doesn't work. So they're in her channel for a little bit, and I'm like, no, let's go to this channel, and then he like creepily stuck like this girl that he likes that he's trying to take the video down before she sees it. Um, he like goes into one of her videos, but like he's creepily staring at her through her closet, and like a really like this is uncomfortable like, to like watch. Actual her or like he's in the video and there's he's a video, the video version. There's a video version of the girl. Yes, in the video and he's watching the video version. Bro, yes, sure. or is he? Yes, okay. <laughs> he is in I'm just the trying video. to keep the reality straight here. So it's like a video looking at this girl. And then the closet in the background. He's in the closet in the background of the video, staring at the girl in the video. Someone watching the video, and also so that Ian. Holy shit! I'll give Ian this. He actually has some acting chops. Anthony is awful. Just I'm sorry, but he just shouldn't act. Um, but yeah. So then Ian's like really weirdly like they were obviously going for like a 13 year old demographic on this one like obsessed with this girl who gets butt massages on youtube so he like finds her on the youtube and like gets a butt massage what? is that is that a popular is that a popular youtube I, I have no clue but it's a thing in the movie so it's a movie aaron come on get, get with the program i'm not convinced it is a movie yet i'm not either <laughs> so then they um I'm trying to keep all this straight because it's all so disjointed. And then Anthony, he like goes to this furry video or something, and it's like, huh, furries are gross or whatever. That's like a joke that's in it for some reason. And then he like finds Ian and he's getting the bum massage. He's like, wow, you're not my real friend. A real friend would help me find this video. And then he's like, I'm sorry. We are real friends because we told the audience we're real friends. We didn't prove it through anything else. And so they eventually find the video and they they go ahead and Anthony goes up on stage and he sings a theme song for something that's obviously a Pokemon ripoff. And then does, like, a backflip on the stage and falls and, like, embarrasses himself in front of everyone. And then he finds out Ian was recording the video. Huh. You're not a real friend, oh. Ian. Oh, man. Oh. And he's Plot the one who twist. posted it. I know. It's it's just... Spoiled that one, Lacey. I'm sorry. And so, this is, like, the emotional climax of the movie. Emotional climax in quotes. There's no emotion behind it at all. Um, so that happens. <laughs> and then eventually they make up over it somehow. And then, but Michael Ian Black, he, Mr. YouTube, he doesn't want them getting out of the YouTube because he wants to take their Why? channel... I, he, like, wants something for himself. I don't really even But he know. already owns YouTube. <laughs> because it's a movie, Aaron. <laughs> so. Is it, Lacey? I don't know. <laughs> so he keeps sending them back through all these old videos. So they reuse that awful shot of them on a green screen, fake running. They reuse it again. I'm like. It was awful the first time, now you're just drawing attention to it. And then they, like, go to Jenna Marbles thing or whatever, and they're back. And then they're, like, in a bear attack video. Okay, this is... This is the worst part. Are, are bear attack videos popular on YouTube? <laughs> well, 
what, what are people watching on YouTube these days? <laughs> you know how you get you know how you get clickbaited, like, oh, I'm gonna watch this educational video on the History Channel on YouTube, and you end up watching like, oh, my top oh did a backflip at like four o'clock in the morning. Like, how did I get here? So it happens. So they're in the bear attack video, and Michael Ian Black, Mr. YouTube, he 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 jumps into the video with them, and uh, so they show this like stock footage clip of a bear, like something they would use on like SpongeBob or something like for or Cartoon Network show for like comic effect. But I really don't think they realized how stupid it looked, and then all of a sudden it cuts to a person in a bear costume. Who comes over and beats up Michael Ian Black for no reason. Like, I guess kills him. I don't really know exactly what happens. So then, Ian and Anthony, this is the climax of the movie. Let me remind you, there's still 30 minutes left. Oh, no. (laughs) So they leave YouTube and then they find out, they go to their house and they find out, what? We changed the past by taking down the video. I don't know. Wait. I don't know. Walk, so, walk, walk me through this. Walk me through this. I. It's literally they as jarring as it seems. The internet. Yes. They find a video on the internet. Yes, yes. They enter the video. Yes. Which is of the past. Yes. But is not actually the past. It's yes. just a video of the past. Mm-hmm. They remove it. Yes. They exit the internet. Yes. And now they have a mansion. And they are rich. I'm I'm missing the step between that and changing time. <laughs> oh, me too. They so they like get in the t- cab and the cab takes them to their house and they're like, "This isn't our house." And they're like, "Yeah, you live here. You're like the most rich. You're the richest people on earth." They just told them. They told the cab driver, "Go to my house." Yeah. They yep. Oh, for real. For real. And they're like, you're the richest people on earth. Which, okay, whatever. And then they show up, and then, like... And then they're like, hey, this is our house. And their mom and dad are still living with them or whatever. And then they're not brothers, even, so I don't understand how that works. But then Bump Massage Girl is Ian's wife. Somehow. I don't know. And then... But Anthony's like, well, where's that girl that I really love that I want to impress? And I'm like, oh, you're not married to her, but you're married to, like, 15 other girls. I'm like, this is an awful message to send to children that women are just trophies to earn. But whatever. And so then I go to the high school reunion. And, of course, it's like the, oh, she talks to the girl. And the girl's like, oh, I don't like you for all of your money, I liked when you were that goofy person who did that backflip video, but, like, that doesn't even exist, so how she remembers that, I have no clue, but... Nothing and then is he's ever like, deleted from the internet. Yeah. Or so history, then, apparently. So then... They're one and the same. He goes on to go on stage, do it again, and then she loves him, and then the movie ends, but not without... Just an awful final joke of, like, whatever, Anthony's new girlfriend and Ian's wife, butt massage girl, he's like, 
oh, they meet, and they're like, oh, what's your name? And they're like, oh, she's like, my name's Tamara or whatever. And then the butt massage girl goes, oh, my name's Brad. And then Ian's like, what? And then the movie ends. And I'm like, this is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That's, like, not... So they don't even change time back. No, they just keep living how they were. But he's a goofy guy still, can't you tell? So it's a really creepy wish fulfillment fantasy yes. of the Smosh people that it's, someone paid money to film. And it's so horribly shot, and it's so horribly written, and it's just the only enjoyment I think I found at all from it was like, hey, I know that person from YouTube. Now they're on my screen. Now they're gone. on your screen if you just watch YouTube. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't laugh once in a comedy, so that's never a good sign. Like, even horrible Adam Sandler movies, I'll laugh at least once. This is just like... Oh, Adam. Lesson of the story. Don't make movies out of YouTube videos. Yes. That's not the next step, Hollywood. Lesson, lesson of the story. <laughs> Go back in time and change everything you like, or everything. Change every. Sorry. Go back in time, change everything everyone likes about you, and then you'll have tons of money, and then everyone will still like you. You can. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Women are trophies. Can, Who cares? You can do whatever you want, and you will suffer no consequences, and yep. in fact, just be rewarded. And Mister YouTube will die or something. Attacked by a yep. man in a bear suit. Anyway, I'm well, talking about it killed you. It killed YouTube in both a literal and metaphorical <laughs> sense. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Moving on. Never watch the Smosh movie. It's complete garbage. Now, guys, we'll be moving on to our final segment, The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. should feel bad. Aaron, you have it this week. I'm excited. I'm hoping for a good one. I actually, I think I'm going to give you two. Because I have one. You might be able to get it from this one. Might not. But I have a second one then. In case. Hit us with it. So, half a star. Ooh, okay. More of the same. Blank is scare of what blank is doing. I can believe how big they are, and of course, is a jock, this blank. Terrible cast, this is a movie that lack of big-scale destruction effects. I guess blank should do more movies like blank. Something different. The thing is that most of the people like this kind of movies because we have had more than ten years of blank. I can't get it from that. David, do you have any clue? Well, I mean, what was the time? Well, it's in more than ten years of blank. It's just, it... just give us the second one so you can work off of it. All right, this is one star. Okay. This one you should be able to get it from. I have a feeling Probably. it's Star Trek. Eh. Yawn. I was extremely excited about this movie because of the trailers and posters. But at the theater, I almost fell asleep. The only good part about this movie was the epic battle with Blank and everyone. But even that scene had its flaws. It had bad lines, and Blank seemed too clingy to Blank. 
parts of the fight looked poor. That's poor spelled P-O-U-R, just so you know. (laughs) Parts of the fight looked poor, and there looked like way too much CGI. Now, at one point in the movie, Blank takes a step in, and it's pretty cool, and you think things are turning around, but then the movie gets even worse. There's many talk scenes that are long and extremely boring and and pretty pointless. I am sure they could have gotten through that story without 15 different long talk scenes. Then there's the part everyone's waiting for, the blank versus blank, the point of the whole movie. Okay, now you're probably thinking one of them will get seriously hurt. And let me pause right here. They spelled seriously C-E-R-I-S-A-L-Y. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. No, good. One of them will get seriously hurt or one might even die. Well, let's see. There was about a 10-minute kitty fight scene with them. Like, they could have done so much more damage, but they had to kitty fight. In the end, they just go their different <laughs> ways. What? It's Civil War. I paid good money to see this. I don't see why it has such high scores. It's Civil War. It has to be, right? Indeed it is. <laughs> oh my god! Bravo. Uh, Spider-Man it's... seemed too clingy to Tony Stark. <laughs> Oh my god. So wait, their big problem with the movie is that it lacked big destruction effects? Let me read this one without the blanks. Okay. More of the same. Marvel is scared of what DC is doing. I I can believe how big they are, and of Caruse is a jock, this Spider-Man. Terrible cast. This is a movie that lack of big scale destruction effects. I guess Marvel should do more movies like Deadpool. Something different. The thing is that most of the people like this kind of movie because we have had more than 10 years of Marvel. Or Marcel. Sorry. Marcel. <laughs> wow. That's one of the most more misguided ones we've had, at least. That's... Marvel, yeah, they're totally scared of what DC's doing. They're like, I don't think DC's even a blip on their radar. <laughs> like, but of Caruse is a jock this Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that sentence means. What does that sentence even mean? I uh, I think they're trying to say uh, of course this Spider-Man is a jock, which he isn't. But I don't know what that means or th- how it fits in the context, but All right. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> For listening to this uh, episode of Reboot Already Underway. It's been a long, successful night. It has. It's not been uh, as long as some of our more recent ones, but it's still some good stuff. Um, If you want to find David on the internet, you can find him at tbex15 on Twitter. Um, You can find Aaron at littleflamedude on Twitter. Also, this clever blog name is already taken. Working working on anything at all? Well, there will be a Jason Bourne review up probably tomorrow. Awesome. Keep an eye out for that, although it will have been yesterday for everyone listening to this. Oh, yes. So, yep. Uh, and if you want to find me on the internet, Jacob Lacey, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter and also um, Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, also, never watch the Smosh movie. It's an awful film. And uh, appreciate Civil War as a movie, please. Of Caruse. Of Caruse, you should. Seriously. <laughs> also, if you want to follow us, 
I S A L Y. Oh my god. Seriously. And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Re already on Reboot already on that's what it is on Twitter. And send us an email if you want to. We'll read them uh, at uh, reboot already underway at gmail.com. Alright, thanks guys for listening, and uh, we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode.